My beautiful people, this next episode is brought to you by 8-9 Barbers. Look good, feel good, be great. Two locations, Orange, California and Long Beach, California. Book your appointment now online at 8-9Barbers.com. That is E-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-E-B-A-R-B-E-R-S dot com. Book your appointment now. You will not be disappointed. This is where I get my haircut the best in SoCal. Okay, this next episode I've been waiting for a while. Frank... Janicki, the famous man himself. I have known Frank, uh, I'm going to say over five years now. Uh, you name it, this guy has done it all. He used to race in triathlons, cycling races. He still swims. Uh, we swim actually quite often together to stay in shape. Uh, he's the president of the Men of Fire Motorcycle Club, which I'm a part of as well. He has a bachelor's and master's degree in organizational leadership. Shout out, my dude. Um, all around awesome dude, someone you can talk to and listen to. I'm glad he came on this podcast. We went over a lot. He also actually served in a military, the Navy, for eight years. So this man has done it all. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you leave a review, like, subscribe. Please leave that review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. And without further ado, here's my dude, Frank Janicki. Let's go. Let's go podcast. Are you ready? Let's go! Frank Janicki, welcome to the podcast. What's up, man? Hey, thanks for having me. How are you guys? Fucking good, good, baby. Yeah. Now that you're here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The man, the myth, the freaking legend, Frank Janicki. Hell yeah, baby. All right. It's <laughs> like, official. You're on. Okay. <laughs> so what's up, man? Not much. Just doing my thing, you know, just uh, do a lot of things. Though. That's the crazy I, part. I do. I do. I do. I'm involved with quite a bit of things <laughs> when, when you think about it. And I've, I've had a couple of days off at home on a little bit of a break. So it's just time to catch up at home with, on some things. But I find my way back in the office and... Yeah, find your way back over here too. Back in Long Beach, dude. Yeah, I love that hat. (laughs) (laughs) One thing is, you grew up here in Long Beach, didn't you? Yeah, I was born in Long Beach. So I grew up in Lakewood. Let's go. All my kids are uh, born in Long Beach, and okay, this is the hometown. This is this is. uh, I'm close. I I moved. uh, I left Long Beach and went to Seal Beach for the next twenty twenty five years. Damn son. Now I'm out that way yeah you're you're, you're so close by yeah, so a big move nice five miles too. away yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know man well dude tell people about yourself dude what's up uh what do you want to know dude you have a lot going on first of all how did we meet we met uh through work actually but mm-hmm. had to do with the club with the motorcycles that's right so those listening jordan knows this but i am a very big motorcycle fan so uh frank is actually the president of my motorcycle club i am you are the man the p the master, Master P. <laughs> and that that, uh, that motorcycle club is called Men of Fire. Men of Fire MC. I know, which used to be something different, right? Yeah, the corporation. Oh, look, can we talk about that? Corporation? Let's go, dude. <laughs> what, do you, what do you got on that? Oh, man, that's so dirty. <laughs> no. So the, before it was uh, Men of Fire, it was called the corporation? Or you call no, it? No, no, no. Well. <laughs> well, the history is... Yeah, I'm I'm new to this. So no, you're yeah, good. No, dude. no, you're no. Good. no, you're good. No, the history is we we started uh, back in uh, about 2005 or six. There was a bunch of guys that uh, from Grove, even you know, mm-hmm. um, they uh, had a firefighter motorcycle club, and it's one national, but it's not it's not a 
requirement to be a fireman in that club, the club that we all started in. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of kooks and just wanted, we were excited to wear patches and be part of a fireman club and ride. Yeah. And then as we got smarter and um, more educated in that life, we uh, we ended up leaving that club and and helped to start another one that was based out of uh, the East Coast. So we had a we played a big role in getting that club up and running, and then it, uh, to put it lightly, uh, it started getting a little power heavy from the East Coast. Uh, started being mismanaged, and then uh, we chose to leave after a few years. Oh, okay, and so you had a little like a beef def- kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it was completely mismanaged. Um, ego played oh, okay. a role. It was it wasn't as much about being a professional firefighter brotherhood as it was a, a business. I'll leave it at that, you know, yeah. that part. But when we left, the uh, their response was uh, that they're a corporation, and this corporation has no members, so therefore we didn't have any right to ask questions. That's such and bullshit. yet they're still <laughs> they're they're still riding, but so we call them the corporation. Uh, That's awesome. But we but we by then we knew exactly all the things that were shitty in the other clubs, and uh, and we fixed them. So we started the whole West Coast. Uh, we all had weekly conference calls and we put together a club that was, we felt was perfect and, and was right. And, and everybody in our club, every time you see our patch, it's a, it's a professional firefighter, active or retired, but they're a career fireman, not a volunteer, oh, okay. not an ambulance driver or a dispatcher. They're a so it's very professional legitimate. firefighter. Yeah. Correct. How many members or roughly how many members do you guys have at the moment? Well, we don't get into numbers. Okay. That's yeah, no, a, no, no problem. Yeah, it doesn't have to be specific. That's, I mean, is there's it, a lot. Because it sounds like it stretches, well, obviously. Out, it is. We go, we're coast. coast to coast, yes. Okay, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. I actually have a buddy, uh, I think, is in it. He's oh, from shoot. Fair, Fairfax. What's his name? Ian. Uh, last name. All right, well, I'll just say Ian. Sorry, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Ian, I, I know the name. We're not going to say it on here. I was like, it's, uh, <laughs> Little Mermaid character, last yeah. name. Yeah, I got you. You know, or is that the name of the thing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, he was he, he hit about. me up and he said, he's like, oh, those guys are awesome. Yeah, I ride with them out here. And, you know, I know he was pretty heavy into it. So it sounded pretty cool. Yeah. But that's awesome. That's what a neat thing to be a part of. Yeah, it's a it's a, I think we bring up, if you can say it, a professionalism to the uh, to the to motorcycle world. You know, a lot of the it, all the big clubs there, everybody knows who we are. But yeah. The biggest thing is respect. You know, we're respectful to the clubs, you know, give respect, get respect. And mm-hmm. And um, as professional firemen, we know, you know, we tend to follow rules. Just tell us what the rules are. We'll do them better than most. Yeah. And that's been the key to our, you know, success over the years. What year was that when uh, we went over to Minifire? 2014. Okay. Okay. That's right. 2014. Yeah. So I joined, I would say, what, about two years ago now? A couple of years now. It's been a couple of years, but I think... Uh, Frank, you could probably help me out with this, but I know a lot of times when people see Mike cut on, they kind of get misconstrued. It's like, oh, he's part of a gang and this and all that. But uh, for me, our club means a lot more than just <clears throat> riding motorcycles because it kind of came during a really dark time in my life. And it's actually a place where, dare I say, a true brotherhood, right, Frank, where you know you can actually spit your life shit on these guys and it lives and dies there and they got your back. Whereas... There I say, you know, the career we're in, they say, quote, unquote, brotherhood. But mm. <laughs> uh, to me, at like this club and what what they stand for and what we do and just uh, it's actually a true brotherhood. I love it, dude. 
I absolutely love it. Right, right. Yeah, I, I would I would liken this club to the way it, it's hard to explain, but the old school. You're a fireman as well. Um, what? what? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we all play one. Yeah. Uh, now we all pretend to be, but but the old school yeah. back. You go back, you know, ten or twenty years and stuff. And in the firemen, they all they were buddies. They worked together. They hung out. Their families knew each other. Mm-hmm. They camped together. Dirt bikes, boating, river. It was a brotherhood beyond. It was more than just the job. It was a family. They didn't go, yeah. yeah, they didn't go hit a time clock, you know, and then go home and get paid. It was a. That's kind of how the, the club is. It's kind of like the old school fire service, you know. Like we could, we're here for each other off duty, people having going through bad times or breaking down or anything. Just yeah, anytime. Well, that's awesome. You know that you guys are able to to do that together. Because you're right. I mean, I feel like. We kind of got hired early enough where we saw a little bit of that where, you know, there's a lot of, inter, you know, interaction of stuff that's on duty and off duty. It's like kind of everyone does things together. Uh, I think as the, at least in my career moving forward, um, you know, you see less and less of that. And, you know, depending on the size of the agency you work for or whatnot, that can play a part into it too. But to have something like an offshoot from work to be able to do together and have that kind of, uh, you know, closeness. I guess is that the word, or just like trust? It's just, yeah, it's like another, all of it. You dude. know what I mean? Yeah, it's the yeah. whole deal. That's really cool. I uh, I wish I rode motorcycles because like I would like to, you know, be a part of that oh, <laughs> someday. But dude, it's a good uh, time. Bro. But I know, dude. I just <laughs> I'm a I'm a wuss when it comes to that. I just <laughs> I'm afraid. I feel like I have like kind of a I don't want to say addictive personality, but like I like to push the threshold a lot. And uh, you know, I feel like I'm like saving myself by not doing it. Yeah. But uh, it's pretty badass. And to go back to what you're saying too about like wearing the cuts and stuff and going around, yeah, I blame like I loved the show, but that Sons of Anarchy show, you know, or like those things you see on TV. Like if you don't know anything about like I would imagine like motorcycle clubs in general, you know, most people would be like, oh, they're part of something like bad or nefarious or something along those lines. And it's unfortunate because there are clubs and especially like yours, it sounds it's, it's big and you know, it's a, I mean, you guys take it very seriously and it represents a lot of great things, you know? So it's kind of interesting when you said that, I was like, I didn't really like look at it from that angle, but you just got to know, man, got to get out there. Yeah. Talk to people. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things too. I mean, we see it at work too. Some people even make fun of it. And that kind of sometimes pisses me off. But I'm like, whatever, you guys, you just don't get it. Dude, I see it is. guys are using fresh presses at work. Like, just stop it. <laughs> fucking coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not a coffee snob, and it does taste good, but I mean, let's be real here. <laughs> no shit, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're going to make fun of me. That's true. Yeah, yeah, for being know. a part of a club, but it takes you 20 minutes to slow drip your coffee. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I know exactly what Tim's saying. That, you know, we get a lot of guys that make fun of the club, and they take pokes at us, and, and, and you just roll with it. It's because they don't know. And then when you don't talk about it, then they think, there's this secrecy. It's like there's no secrets. There's nothing illegal. It's just if you want to join, buy a fucking bike and prospect. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's none of your business, and that's all it is. It's not that it's secret. It's just none of your business. Yeah. And so, um, but we found ourselves as firemen attaching to quite a bit of events that were fundraisers. They raised money for veterans, for fallen firefighters, um, widows and orphans we started supporting other fire clubs out there and traveling quite a bit and next thing you know we looked back and we had helped raise quite a bit of money i mean we've been to you know blood draws oh yeah um i i started tallying everything up here and i think to date we've probably 
directly helped. Jeez, I think we're probably over a quarter million, probably. And oh, wow. and, and that's without trying. That's just us going, supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, a, one chapter has a, a run every year. He does very well in Arizona. In fact, he has another run coming up here. And uh, the Laughlin River run's canceled, but he's still going to have an event out there. Okay. And, uh, he does very well raising money for the local veterans at Tri-State. And it's not even firemen he's raising money for. It's for veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our members are veterans. Um, so that's another good thing, but, uh, we've done quite a bit that quietly help people raise money and we just, you just never see it. You don't know about it. Cause again, it's like, we're not doing it for the accolades. We're doing it because it's the right thing to do, but that's a fireman thing. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's like with a lot of, uh, you know, like you're not doing it cause you want people to tell you awesome job for doing something, you know what I mean? It's a selfless act. And if you have the power, you know, not the power, but the, opportunity to be able to raise money for those whether foundations veterans whatnot uh dude that's awesome yeah it's it's i mean um we're 501c3 right yeah we are we we started handling so much money uh we used to do well we still do quite a bit of events but we had one here locally and it came to the point where we're handling enough money to where we had to become a 501c3 because if we hang on to it too long, then it becomes a fundraiser for us, and we never raise money for ourselves. You know, we're all paid firemen. You know, we pay our dues. Uh, we don't really spend much money, you know, as a club, mm-hmm. and so we don't need it. So we don't really raise it for ourselves. But what we do do is we'll have an event, and we might bring in five or ten thousand dollars. And if we don't give it all away right away as a five hundred one c three, we could sit on it and just report, you know, six months from now or to year, like, hey, we had ten, we still have ten. Or yeah. we had 10, we gave five to to another 501. So, okay, so you so, can move the money around and right. like, so it doesn't have to like go in and out. That makes sense. Yeah, and we're just doing it just so there's a trail and so everything's yeah, legit, you know, transparency, which we didn't have in the corporation. <laughs> <laughs> I like that step. Took a good. shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what's cool. I mean, I like the club about that. I like the club because of that as well. Yeah. It's not like we get together and do our thing, we can vent to each other, have a good time. But we also do the fundraisers. And it's giving back the vets, um, firefighter mental health. There's so much that we do um, that I dare I say, I don't know, maybe you guys can agree this or not, but it's probably getting less taboo, the mental health thing. Before it seemed like it wasn't the macho thing to talk about, but it seems like it's finally starting to get the front running spot that it should have, you know? Yeah, that's a that's true. Um I've had a couple of people approach me as a club, you know, looking for probably donations or, hey, here's what I want to do. I want to create this type of event mm-hmm. or this type of club. And then by the time they're done presenting it and I tell them what we've done as an MC, it turns out we've already done it. And we've been modeling what they're trying to accomplish for years because we have that that time. We have, you know, that established brotherhood. We've had people come to us just down. I mean... You know, the PTSD thing's real, uh, and I know it firsthand because I lost a, a very close friend of mine, but um, we found ourselves in that role many times. We don't advertise it because, again, it's nobody's business, and it's between either me and that person or another person in our club and that person, mm-hmm. but we found ourselves several times helping people. Yeah, that's So, uh, I mean... And, I, and going back to what, what you're saying as far as, like, you know, the taboo side of, like, the mental health stuff, I, I mean, because it... <clears throat> for a long time it was taboo yeah. i mean like and i say that like my experience in the in the that career is 
I don't know, I'm like 13, 14 years total in, you know, and like from the beginning of it, uh, I mean, anything, you know, you're exposed to a lot of crazy shit and you're, you know, not, not saying, and this isn't like a, like feel bad for anyone type thing. I'm just saying like as humans, when you are exposed to a bunch of stuff that, you know, maybe terrible, right. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like when I first started, it was kind of like, you didn't really talk about it and this is going to sound kind of messed up, but for the most part, you kind of joked about things. Because right. I feel like, and that's part of it. You know what I mean? Like that's like getting used to it. And like, if you're new, you're getting acclimated to seeing crazy shit and you're looking around and guys are poking jokes or, you know, we're talking about what we're going to eat for dinner. And you just saw some, you know, catastrophic event where people died or whatever. And you're thinking to yourself, you're like, I ain't fucking hungry. You know, I just saw some <laughs> right. brains right. blown up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. oh, this guy's talking about meatloaf. I'm thinking, Jesus, you know? Right. But at the same time, it was kind of, that was maybe the, the, the therapeutic response to how you kind of figure out where you stand in, you know, in this line of work. And, um, you know, like as my, like our careers have progressed, I think that, and you know, you start hearing the mental health stuff or, you know, I have always associated PTSD with guys from that have served, you know, for the military oh, and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Same. And like, and that's not, and like, I have a couple of friends that did and they've had some issues and stuff and like, you know, God bless them, you know, thank you for your service and all that good stuff, but they'd have to come back and acclimate to regular life after doing or seeing crazy things. And so I've always just associated with that. I never was like, Oh, cops or firefighters, you know, uh, PTSD, like, what is that? But now, you know, the more they talk about it and, you know, not saying that like, you know what it is when people complain about stuff. You're like, there's real shit. And then there's stuff where you're kind of like, dude, you're all right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And like, not, not to say that person haven't, you know, that that isn't their worst thing that they're dealing with, you know, mm-hmm. but I definitely think that the step in that direction is a good thing because it can save, you know, someone who's maybe thinking about making a, a decision in a moment that they'll never be able to get back, you know? And, um, Anyway, I think it's great, like, you guys raising, you know, money for that and having, you know, your kind of hand in that, especially with the vets. And Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a I might thing, buy dude. a motorcycle, dude. I mean, I, <laughs> fuck it, dude. I got to get into this. So it was a prospect, right? Yeah. If I was to sign up and I wanted to get in, how do I go about doing that? Uh, no, Frank answered that one. He said, you're I not allowed in, dude. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You already told me how, yeah, just how dangerous somebody. you are. Yeah, just- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is the corporation taking applications? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take one over the phone. Send you a patch in the mail. That'll, it's all about the money. <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, it's good. And you're, you're dead on with that. You know, like as a young fireman, um, a lot of people, you look around and you see them joking about, you know, what they're doing is they're deflecting from what you just dealt with. Because sometimes you'll get two of those, three. For this shit, it's not even, not even lunchtime. And we've already seen three folks pass away. And so a lot of people hit it. A lot of people dealt with it, took it home with them. That's not good. You no. know, that could cause problems in the marriage and everything. And in my case, I had a guy that he was struggling in several areas and um, proud guy, bitching dude, just fucking good at everything. Solid dude, fireman, everybody, you know, strive to be like. And uh, he just, uh, he didn't have anyone, I felt like, to deal with. And nobody knew until until we got the the text messages. Yeah. what happened 
And, you know, of course we all second guess and all think we could have saved him, but you know, who knows, but that shit's real. We don't know what was, you know, what demons he had going on and had to deal with, but it's fucking real, man. And, and I would, I hope I never lose another friend. I know it's, you know, life, but damn. It, well, not to like, that, at least, right? You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, hopefully they'll come out. I know there's some people that come, and I've I sat many times at my house and on the phone and with people in the club that are going through bad times. And it's like I just drop what I'm doing. It's just like right now I need to be here. Yeah, even though I have stuff to do, like right now this is what I need to do. And but I've also had people drop what they're doing for me as well. Yeah. So it's just kind of it's like we have that. It's a it's not the it's the fire service and a whole lot more. So the brotherhood, is, I mean, when we say brotherhood, we mean it. I mean, it's it's not like the new generation where everybody works their shifts and they disappear. <laughs> and then they don't though. work the overtimes. It's like, wait, don't we have a, like 100 new guys? And how come nobody's working these like, overtimes? What's up with all these forces? Yeah, why is my phone ringing? Don't even start on that one, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, the... I'm happy that the mental health thing's kind of going up, uh, you know, taking a front runner, too. I would say, again, me joining the club during that time, I was at such a terrible mental low because of divorce and certain things are happening in my life and you just feel like fuck who do i talk to who do i talk to because dare i say it's a tough thing to talk about right you're, you're talking about a massive failure in your life dare i say you know for me there was a lot of stuff how i was raised it was like there's guilt you feel shame you're embarrassed who the fuck do i talk to then i just start cowering away at home and then you get lost in your thoughts and you start going to a real dark place and um the being in that club you finally have dudes who are like no, dude you gotta talk we know you're going through a hard time. Like, let's figure this. Let's have a beer. Let's chill. Let's go for a ride. And I can't tell you how many rides we've gone on that when we got done, it just felt, I was tired as fuck, but super refreshed. Yeah. Happy, smiling. Didn't even listen to the radio. You're just listening to the hum of the motorcycles. You're hanging with your boys. You know, it's like a, this crazy release. And it's one of those things. I, I say it's like skydiving. Frank might be able to, to attest this too, but. You just got ever too, Frank. No, he was actually. For I, a bit. I've done it before. Not like, not oh, like, okay. You have done it <laughs> though. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah no, I, but it's I, like, I dude, you got to get on your bike and you just ride. I, I don't know how to explain it, but when I come back, I'm happy. I'm a completely different person. I feel like I can, like I can kind of, real like that's how I feel like when I go surfing. Oh hell yeah! The same kind Absolutely. of thing. Like uh, maybe not the same kind of thing, but as far as like the experience you feel when you get done, you're tired and you're like. All right. It's like you hit the big reset button for the day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's important, man. It's yeah. important to find your reset button. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever that may be, whether you're riding a, riding, you know, motorcycles or surfing or skydiving, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds a little bit more crazy. Skydiving is a crazy reset button. That one's like right next to the end button. Yeah. Like, they're like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do a reset one today. You yeah. know what I mean? They're literally right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> they might even be touching. You're like, almost touch the other one every time you hit the reset. Oh, I <laughs> but Frank, you skydived for a while, didn't you, Frank? Or no, I, I've done it. I've done it before, but uh, but I never got to my license or stuff. Oh, okay. So a bunch. I wanted to. I didn't do it. I was in the Navy for a minute, but I was a, a land lover. I was in the a CB for years. and uh, Oh, that's shit. Yeah. You're in the military. Just did for you, a minute. Did you go in right after high school? No. After you, college later, I got I got it started. I knew I wanted to go, and never seemed like the right time. I'm sure there's a couple of people like there, like that. Uh, but uh, then as I started getting older, I'm like shit. Like, yeah, I better do it now, or I'm not going to do it. And no. so I did that, and then I ended up finishing out reserves. Um, it was cool. I mean, I got to go and support a couple of events. I mean, I wasn't a gunfighter or anything like some of the folks, but but I got to go to Puerto Rico and Roosevelt Roads and. Fucking Spain and Rota and bitching so places. So you got to travel around I got a little to, bit. I, I 
I used it to my advantage. I was smart. If you just sit back and let the Navy tell you what to do when, then you, if you're assertive, you can go, you could really up your ante. Yeah. <laughs> you could go to school, hey, to college. That. You can pick the places you go. If you just sit back and wait for them, you're going to get, you know, you might get some shitty assignments, but, yeah. but it was cool. But, um, yeah, I made the best of that. And how many I'm, years I'm active I did. were you? I did it mostly reserves. Oh, most of, okay. Yeah, I, I, well, I finished mostly reserves. I, I got eight years in an honorable discharge. So for me, I'm proud of that. But hell yeah, I don't broadcast it much because there's so many veterans that have given all. You know, yeah. so I never feel like. Well, I mean, you, you can, it's tough as a veteran. You you look like oh, I haven't done what they've done. You know, you always step back like much respect to these guys that have gone out, fought you know, come back dismembered and it's like, man, God bless you guys, you know? And, but that's what we, that's why we work, you know, that so many veterans in the club that just, you know, we, we jump on these rides. We don't give them to firemen Mm. for the most part. We support the veteran, you know, like the, the, the the widows and orphans funds and that's awesome. But, but the majority of our fundraising is military. And so, you know, we have tons of respect for the military. Have you ever done an, have you ever have, if not have you, or if you look, look, you know, maybe in the future or something like with the uh, wounded warrior program, our first run in Arizona, we donated to the wounded warrior, but but, but what we found, we don't give them like 10,000 bucks. And to us, that was a big event. And that was our first event. Yeah. And uh, but the wounded warriors at the time they were getting millions. So our ten thousand oh, okay. was like throwing twenty like, bucks yeah, to them. Nice. You know, like fuck. It's like a, so let's bring it home. Yeah. So what the Arizona chapter P did, and um, is he got with a lot of yeah, with a ton of local veterans in uh, you know like the tri-state state area, Arizona, California, Nevada. And he was working that area, and then he found out okay these people need the funding. So now. We use the poker run as a opportunity to get together and ride and drink beer and you know the brotherhood, mm-hmm. but we're raising a ton of money and there's a raffle and it's fun and I mean it just it's amazing. But the guy's raised, he'll, you know, he'll probably crack a hundred thousand just his chapter. And he's not a big chapter, oh, just wow. him over the years. That's so rad. He'll probably yeah. hit the hundred thousand dollar mark and he's just giving it all away to the veterans for the tri-state area. So Dude, give that. yeah, uh-huh. he's a you know that's he, rad. He's done a great job. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Like when people make oh, fun of it gosh. or guys poke at it, you're like, you guys don't even know. Yeah, you don't even know. Oh, yeah, I wasn't dude. even thinking of it like that. I, yeah. I don't I don't know. I feel like, dude, people that make, if they poke fun at that, it's just because they're unhappy. You know, oh, they don't do anything yeah. cool in their own life. Yeah. I mean, like, let's they're be jealous. real. They're jealous. Of course they're jealous. Why else would you make fun of it? Because it sounds cool. You guys are doing cool shit. The relationships that you have together, you know, are shit that you don't, you know, I mean, it's yeah, a lot of people, far between. It, a lot of people, are, it's envy. Like one, they can't ride a motorcycle. Two, they can't afford it. Or three, their wives won't let them. <laughs> so they're Probably looking at us going, going "Shit, of- these guys." <laughs> and and you know, fortunately, like I'm married. I've known my wife for you know, gosh, it's been over thirty years, three Shout decades. Out. Woo, congratulations! Shout out. And um, but Good she woman. she gets it. She gets it. She's legit. She knows the guy. She loves him. She's like the mother to the club. She's um, she gets it. She sees when it's time for him to go yeah. like, with his friends and go. And yeah. it's that, you know, it's again, it's the stress, it's the hours. We had like, we had a handful of years where we were just short staffed and your days off were not your days off. And it was pretty stressful. You worked on 9648? Yeah, I was, they, we switched to a 9648 schedule. <laughs> that was like three years. Now. That was like three years running. It's just starting to cool down for my rank. And, uh, but uh, it's, uh, she got it. She got it when there was just runs of bad calls at my old station and, and uh, there were just times it's like, man, I can't see another dead person right now. Like yeah. I fucking, I've had it. I'm, I'm, I'm maxed out. Like I'm having a bad run. Yeah. We're not, you know. 
You feel kind of like Doctor Death a little bit. You're showing yeah. up and just yeah. And I'm not even bad. On, You're like, Dad, shit, I'm not even on a medic engine. Those guys are seeing even more. <laughs> they yeah. get all the all the others, you know. And well, uh, I was a trucker forever, my whole most of my career, and um, I love that work. But man, these guys, you know, sometimes you just get runs where it's just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done right now. I need to go. Yeah. Well, it's it's good to, that you can identify that you know, for yourself mm. and, uh, going back to your, you know, your wife's support, that's, that's a uh, very, very important, you know, yeah. for whatever that avenue is of your, you know, kind of getting out or you get a chance to check out, you know what I mean? And doing what you like to do, whether that's riding bikes or whatever, but right. you know, that's cool to get that support at home Yeah, because, uh, <laughs> you know, not, this isn't like talking shit or nothing, but there are a lot of guys that don't have that. It's the truth, dude. And, I was or guys say, and girls. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that that's like, you know, it's like. You, you, that job is incredibly demanding time wise, you know, I mean, if you're trying to make money, I mean, like if you work your basic time and you don't get forced, you're, you're really home quite a bit, but yeah. for most of us, you know, it's our second job too. everyone's grinding. Yeah. It's your first and second job. Oh yeah. So it's important to kind of have that, you know, when I don't want to say motorcycle riding is like golf cause it ain't. <sighs> But whatever you're, you know what I'm saying? No, I love not. the golf. So I ain't talking shit. Like, I, I, I love golfing. But, but uh, you know what I mean? Like, whatever your vice is, you know, I mean, it just sounds way cooler that you're part of a club, though. You guys oh. are doing a lot of shit, man. That's so we, cool. I, yeah. I keep, What's I don't really cool about it but. is really is a family. I mean, dude, we're tight. We're real tight, man. And, you know, my P. Frank here could go anywhere i could go anywhere wherever there's a chapter in the u.s midwest east coast dude they'll pick you up from the airport they'll get you to the hotel i'm oh, no kidding you. oh dude it's awesome that's so I mean, it's tight it's real tight man. Uh, yeah like legitimately i could call chicago right now like hey i'm coming your way and, and i'll have somebody pick me up and put me in their house like, oh no kidding yeah like it's that yeah yeah chicago fire guys you know because we have a chapter there and um virginia and they just anything it's just like boom it's like it's right here yeah. yeah, just a phone call, a text, like, what time? Okay, we'll get somebody there. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, like, here's a good example, too. That's right. Oh, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Did you see this video they're making? Who's making that? Arizona. Oh, <laughs> that's sick, dude. <laughs> what is it? looks it? good. Or, uh, oh, it's a, it's oh, a, it's a club it, thing. Yeah, it's a club yeah. thing. They're doing a uh, – they had a – picked up a sponsor out there in Arizona, Anderson Ford – that's right. Can I say that? Anderson Ford. Yeah, you can't plug them. Anderson man. Ford yeah, and Bullhead, Arizona is kicking down. They're, these guys are, you know, the guy's a motorcycle guy, one of the, the promotion guys there. Um, he knows who we are. He loves us. And he's just. I love that. He stepped I in like I, he wants to be involved with us. And it's like, man, he's helping us out. You know, it takes a lot of money to do the runs that, that we do out there in Arizona. You know, raffle prizes, the stops, everything, you know, funding for shirts and stuff up front. Yeah, it coins, challenge coins, all that, and and these guys are just the guy just stepped up big time. So we we really appreciate him. But uh, that's legit. Dude, that's awesome. That's man. freaking legit. Video's dope too. By the way, is that uh, like a promotional video or just uh, this one here? Yeah, I'm not sure the history of this. I, what I understand is they had money left in their budget and they um, wanted to get a head start with us. And that's all I know, really. Okay. Um, so this is a test video. I just got the link tonight. Oh, that's like legit. so. But that's uh, looks good. <laughs> that's so legit. They got a drone chasing them I know, through the back way. Oh. King, the Kingman, Arizona style. Looks like a show. I'm like it what? Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it looked very professionally done. Yeah. Like, I was like, that was not filmed on an iPhone. No. Yeah. No. no. So they did a good job. But yeah, they're kicking down. Yeah. But no, the club has been good. It's been great. Um, the friendships I made, I just 
like their true friendships are like till death do us part friendships. Oh damn! And across the country, damn straight it is, dude. It, that's the best way I've ever heard it put. It's literally like death to, till death do us part. Yeah, it's, it's like a legitimate ride are, or die. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, it's legit. And I mean, a, a good point too. We can call up guys. Will take care of us. We go anywhere. But I'll just you know he listens to the podcast. Won't say his name, but he's in the club and he had a was going through some shit and he's like, I'm coming to Cali. I got you. Fucking put it in the house. Stay here as long as you need. I don't give a shit. Just fucking get your shit straight. Be happy. I feel like I'm falling <laughs> short on life here. I gotta yeah. get involved. You just have a surfboard. And a <laughs> yeah, golf yeah, I was like, <laughs> is like there a silly golf fan? Yeah. <laughs> hey, get dude. on the bike, Those loser. Are... We're gonna make Harley's great again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't buy an Indian. <laughs> oh man. Hey now. Okay, you don't buy an to... Indian. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> These guys on. bust our balls so hard. Oh, I know. I was like, now what you have? No, 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 no. But <laughs> they're good bikes. Come on, Frank. You got. You got to. Let's be real here. The specs on the new Indian Challenger on that motor. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty legit. And they won the King of Baggers. That's got to say something. No, that's a great bike. That's why I'm talking shit. As far as like price range on that one, is that like they're right high? there? Nope. Oh, okay. No. So it's a they're right there. Very Precision yeah. bikes. Oh, nice. They out accelerate, out stop. They're they're. I think they're, they're good bikes. They're definitely. I. It's uh. They're giving it's, Harley a run for their money for that for the uh, Road King. Yeah. Okay. Road so like, but, but again, it's not a Harley though. It's kind of. It's almost looks like a metric bike, a metric cruiser, and I'm like, ah. But no, I'm a Harley guy. You know, you they're a little slower, a little heavier. You know, whatever. Can I get in with a Vespa? <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you just say slower? <laughs> Wait well, a minute. <laughs> I'm just get, here. Let me just say, allegedly, we may have been in a stoplight. Don't even don't even think this guy is slow, okay? Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Knocking handlebars, you ready? Like, what are we doing this right now? <laughs> like, hey, yes, we are. Yeah. That's, and it's fucking gone. Awesome. He's just gone. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, we do we had a couple pursuit bikes in our chapter. There's a few. Yeah. yeah. They're okay. they're a little bit better than the others. Yeah. So now, when you guys go on a ride, like, is it kind of you guys? Everyone's just cruising, or do you, you know, obviously you very, try to stay together type thing? It's very organized, like a strike team. I mean, these guys have the guy. We have a national um, road captain. Uh, he works with us. Okay, you probably know him, but uh, he, uh, this guy's like legit. Down to the gas stops, down to the minute, the mile, everything. So when we do a trip and we're going to Texas or we're mm-hmm. going to Sturgis or whatever, every bit of it's marched out the whole way. And, okay. um, and you know, we ride two up. We're very structured. There's not a bunch of guys hauling ass. And yeah, that's what I mean. Like, no, it's kind of nope. everyone's kind of got a spot. Side by side, yeah, holding rank. Okay. Like, when you see it, when you see clubs go by and they're two up, there's there's actually structure within that. Oh, okay. You know, whether it's the rank and who's where in that pack. And are you out in front? I'm kind of close. Yeah, I'm yeah. out front. Yeah, I ride up front. I didn't realize I was gonna be next to this like celebrity dude. Like, in the, in the <laughs> there. you got a port man here. Right I, went, now. I was like, oh, when you're talking about, it, I went, oh Jesus. <laughs> now, I got. I had some good guidance when we were when we were setting this club up. All the all the West Coast guys, our all the presidents from the corporation that left, you know, with us, and the vice presidents. We had conference calls, and, and we did it right. All the mistakes that were made in the past, we fixed, and you know. We made sure we did everything correct the first time. Legitimate and kind yeah. of be able to organize in a way where when you step forward, it's we, all We seamless. stepped out, man. The, the day we we introduced ourselves, we there was no flaws. So okay, you legit. know we did it right, but it was all again all about respect. We don't want to come out like oh, we don't need to ask. Yeah, you know, talk to these people. You, know, you do. Yeah, <laughs> it's a respect thing. Well, so. I mean, it's definitely like a niche, not a niche 
Oh, is that the right word? Like a like a. It's a culture in itself, dude. Right. That's it what really I'm saying. Is, like yeah. it's like there's like so like a subculture of this is how it is, and like I don't I I, well, I in my limited knowledge I wouldn't imagine like you know you roll in you say you're a club you're around other people who are in like established legitimate clubs, you know you don't want to be pissing a bunch of people off or you know kind of. Uh, Almost, like I would say it would be disrespectful. Absolutely. You know what I mean? To handle yourself in a certain way. So that's awesome. You know, you guys are legit as shit. Oh, people have no idea. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have no idea. But yeah. you met a couple of guys. Remember P-Footy? Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. Oh, do. man. Shout out to P-Footy, dude. Yeah, like uh, you know what, Frank? On a scale of one to ten, or say, on a scale of one to almost dying, where's footy? As far as what? Almost dying? This man, his lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one foot in the grave. <laughs> he's a wild man. Free spirit. Yeah, he's dude. Yeah, one foot I, in the grave. And my I man just I just <laughs> met him that other that night that they you guys were here and I mean I we were yeah, kind of yeah. ripping shots like instantaneously and this guy was just pedal to the metal and I'm like thinking, I just got here. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like dinner time. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till later. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, no, I, he, he throws down. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, he's a hard charger at heart. Uh, you know, with the club and then his you know partying time and and he's uh, got a long history in the motorcycle club world. Yeah. Well, well shout a, out to P Footy, dude. Yeah. Can't wait to get you on here. We're like trying hey. to be too specific. Yeah. Like, yeah. Here's P Footy right here. <laughs> Got it. It's like yeah. eight in the morning. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he wakes up, brushes his teeth with alcohol, dude. <laughs> Just a uh, brush nah, and a nah. beard, dude. <laughs> he's a good guy, and he's the the NorCal guys. He's up north, you know. He's uh, but these guys are hard chargers. These guys can tear up a mountain road. Yeah, they give some run for our money. I mean, they're fast. It's always a good time up there. Yeah, but always. you know, we got that. We got Sacramento guys. These guys tear it up. Um, we all, all the chapters. Every chapter in our club brings something to the table, and it's just it's great. You know, Texas. It's like holy cow, bring. These fucking guys are just, they're solid dudes. They're just in. Yeah. Remember when uh, I went to Houston? In. Yeah. That's what I went for. Ah, yeah. Dude, it was, yeah, we all I'm met jealous, up, man. I, it sounded like a fun time. Ah, it was a fucking blast, dude. It wow. was an absolute freaking blast. Yeah. I, I would say we turned more people away than we bothered, pers- you know, helping them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Chapter up. Like, we've probably given away more people than than we've hung on to and and usually okay. in talking to them I, you could tell like how serious they are how what type of mc background they have mm-hmm. um their fire departments as far as you know are they career guys are they legit did they get it or do they, they just want to wear a patch and it's like well, i'm sure you run into a lot of that right you know there's people that might be like half committed because it, it sounds like a uh like as much you know I mean, it's associated, right? Is that you're committed in this, your time, devotion, effort, and the, you you were using the term prospect mm-hmm. earlier. So I'm sure, like in the beginning, you got to kind of pay your, you know, not kind of, but you have to pay oh, your you dues. Will pay your dues. Yes, you will. So you're doing the, <laughs> yeah, you're doing the fire, run around. We're fireman. Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, for uh, sure. That's you, a, It's like being a rookie all over again. I had to swim in, in a river in Arizona to get my patch, allegedly. Oh really? <laughs> oh, on the last day, it's like wow. What are you wearing, assless chaps? while you doing? Uh, it was close. It was probably yeah, it was close. close. <laughs> it was close. Yeah, yeah, it was close. I have my uh, I have my mankini on. Okay. How how long does the prospect uh, time period take? Oh, it, it varies. A, yeah, that's kind of so like, into club stuff though. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter how long it lasts. If you make it, you make it. You yeah, know what I mean? It's as long as it needs to be. Yeah, hey, I feel you, dude. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you. you get extended. Sometimes it takes a while. Like either, dude, you're not getting it. Or you know what? You need to go to the corporation. 
Yeah. Yeah, we can say that. That's a good one. Is that a good way to say it? Yeah. I was like, just a friendly way. We're yeah. in such a PC time here. I just yeah, I'll take yeah. that. Don't want to piss. Don't anyone. worry. Just don't read Dr. Seuss. Apparently, you're going to go to hell yeah. if you read Dr. They're Seuss. They're like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> and if I was a book, they'd be. Oh, God. <laughs> Not Dr. Seuss. Yeah. You could, you're telling me this is great, right? <laughs> wet, wet ass pussies give me the number one song on, on the fucking radio. We can't read Dr. Seuss. Well, nice. d- dude, that is such a. Because there's there was like six books that were pulled. Right. That originally it was the family who said that they think they should pull them. Now when oh, okay. the great. media takes that. takes that and runs with it, it's like you know we're canceling Dr. Seuss. Now at the end of the day, you know I mean like I I've seen some of the I mean like dude some of the shit was like it was it was uh, I wouldn't say racist but racial for sure you know and it's like okay. You know, those, that book was written in what, like 1890. Oh shit, you know was I mean? it? Or like 19. Oh, Dr. Seuss is old as shit, dude. You I know what I mean? That. Like that yeah. guy grew up in a time that was totally different. Yeah, true. And not saying that that's good or not, but I mean that is like kind of a part of our history. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, dude, you can make the same argument for like the statues and all this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, we have to make you have to, you know, when they're. And I'm saying like, yeah, like Confederate soldiers, shit like that. Like I get it, I get it, I get where that comes from. Right. But then you're talking about like, you know, they want to take away like Abraham Lincoln statues. And I was like, all right, now you guys are just fucking, you know, this is a little bit much. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, that was the dude that was like leading the fight against, you know, the slavery and all that shit. Right. And right. it's like, so I don't know. We have this like crazy cancel culture that's going on right now. And the, the, uh, today I just saw something that said that they were going to get rid of all the Pepe Le Pew Bro, uh, Steph. Oh, the sexual harassment skunk. Well, <laughs> there's no doubt he was aggressive. There's no doubt. I mean, but but that was the time. You're right, dude. Yeah. And it's like, how how come we can't look at statues in history like that and go, look how far we've come? I, I agree. I'm, I'm right. Like, Instead of looking like that's where we were, look where we're at now. It doesn't mean we have to stop making statues. Nope. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, these... we can have, like, a progression that's so, like, a thousand years from now. They could be like, how was it a thousand years ago? Yeah. They're like, look at how much changed in a 200-year yeah. span, you know? And that that's, uh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, I mean, it's more funny that, like, the pet really the pew, you're, crazy. like, thinking, like, Jesus, really? <laughs> you just trying to get laid? Yeah, he's just trying to get some. I mean, like. I mean, it's the truth, right? Yeah. Fucking guy had some suave, He was baby. aggressive. I'll give him that. Yeah. He'd like put his like must out in the air, be like wafting around yeah. the other. She liked the chase though. Let's be real. I mean, right? Yeah, kind of. She was she was kind of digging it. It's this just, guy was after. Yeah, she know, never left. She never yeah. left. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not saying she was making the right decision. I'm just right. saying that the persistence paid off for Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. Well, there's a couple other cartoon characters that got uh, canceled as well. Was that the? Uh, the speed. I know. Speed. Paw Patrol. Paw. Oh, um. So they, yeah, it was the. Um, Roadrunner, Coyote. Roadrunner. Yeah, Wiley Coyote. I go. just think we're going too far. What? Like, I think it's a distraction. I think we're fucking playing over here. Like, oh my god, we're arguing over this while they're we're getting fucked. Oh, that's just me. I would tend to agree with that. I think it's they're like going to fight over the fucking color of. Well, let's be real. I mean, the neighbor's car. Think about the last four years, right? Trump did that. He always would say he would always get a little crazy on Twitter, but then behind the scenes, this dude was making moves. He was yeah. always doing. He did a lot of shit, dude. So I could see where politicians are doing that. They're going to distract you, well, to uh, so they can get their whatever main course going. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the. I mean, at least in the last, you know, however long you want to say, it was like as far as my awareness of politics has been. Yeah. You know, it's definitely like 
certain things get keyed in on while there's a ton of shit going on behind the scenes. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's crazy. So it's like, yeah, what's else going on right now? You know? And I mean, we just bombed Syria kind of went under the radar. I didn't see anything about it. You know, it was like, well, cause that was the thing. It was was like, I ran, I think Syria, they attacked like a military base or embassy. And there was like a construction worker that was a U.S. citizen that ended up passing away. So we responded by uh, attacking, you know, shelling them. But what you don't hear is where the bombs drop. You know, like what? What? You know, like because you don't. You know, was it precision, or did they just like land in the, the middle city of the desert, or, kill a bunch of kids? Yeah. Well, that's the. Those are the. Those are the uh, questions that don't seem to get answered with our media. But yeah. you know, but then they'll be feeding you like. You know, oh, Dr. Seuss is terrible. We got to get rid of this shit. You know, fucking Pepe Le Pew, Wiley Coyote. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's exactly that. It's like smoke and mirrors to shit that's going on behind the scenes. And not saying that you need a rapey cartoon character. Yeah, okay. true. I don't, I don't, I don't and yeah. so I get it, but Ugh. it's like, do we cancel it? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, there's, there's no like visual, like actual, okay, well, like assault. Frankie, you know? maybe you know this. Could, Unless I'm wrong. I, I obviously could be wrong, but I. Yeah, you have kids our age, but. Um, what are those? Have you maybe? Do you remember Ren and Stimpy? Bro, they were yep. wild. Oh yeah, they were some sexual shit on there, dude. Uh, There's a couple Nickelodeon cartoons. I'm like, well, when are we gonna start canceling Nickelodeon? I mean, <laughs> it's like, what the heck? Well, that's yeah. I think actually, I think we might have talked about that before. But it, like, as far as like uh, Ren and Stimpy, there was like mm-hmm. Rocco's Modern Life was another one that was super popular. Itchy double hockey sticks, man. They went to hell. Remember that? Yes, they went to hell. <laughs> they went to hell. <laughs> but uh, but that's the thing. It's like okay, you know, at what point it's like? Uh, well, actually, uh, my wife just sent me something about this. So this is kind of uh, a crazy topic. So we really don't need to get too deep into it if you guys don't want to. But they were talking about the, um, it was like a lot of transgender stuff that they're pushing with the younger school ages and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And just to, so it's like, all I'm getting out is that it's like, it just feels like a crazy time. It's like we're canceling old cartoons, old books, you know, cla- I don't want to say that the books are trying to cancel were classics, but by a classic author, right? Nonetheless, while at the same time, you know, they're, they're rewriting kindergarten curriculum with, uh, you know, talking about uh, sexual orientation in and, kindergarten. In kindergarten. In fucking kindergarten. Yeah. So that's ah. that's the thing is where it's like it's like okay, it's exactly that. You have the smoke and mirror concept. There's just so much shit going on right now at once. It's like, well, to me, that sounds kind of important because at the end of the day, if you're an adult, I can give a shit what you like, who you like, who you want to be with, what you want to look like. It doesn't matter to me as long as you're a nice person. Obviously, yeah. you know, don't be a dick and do what you want. Right. You know, but. I think when we're we're talking about kids, you know, it's a touchy subject, and I'm not saying that my maybe my point of view isn't isn't right, you yeah. know, but my point of view is that I think that maybe like those kids need to worry about two plus two equaling four, <laughs> and how to I'm make a, a macaroni fucking yeah. picture thing, you know what I mean? Not worrying about hey, does Billy think he's a girl? Does you know Susie think she's a boy? Or do they like each other? Whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just like these are like real world shit that are can affect the longitude of their longitude. That All was right. deep. Very it can affect the longitude of the kid's life. Yeah, no, latitude. <laughs> Is it la- it is latitude would be side to side. Not I was thinking in chronological order from east to west. I felt it. Though. I got you. I felt yeah, yeah we're, we're right here with we're you. Good. We're, we're good. <sighs> yeah, bad. Yeah, they shouldn't. I'm mess out. With, <laughs> I, I just think they shouldn't mess with the kids. Leave them be. You know, let them figure it out in college. You know, they don't mess with them in kindergarten. They're trying to talk them into changing what they are. 
It's it's ridiculous. It's early. That's pretty it, it, fucking early. Yeah. I feel like you can make a ton of arguments of why it isn't good to do that, but I also feel like the premise is basic. It's basic. You know, it's like you're taking a complex thing like uh, either gender orientation or sexuality and what you like as a child. You know, it's like that kid may be talking to their friends about the tooth fairy. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, so if you're thinking like, hey, on Tuesdays, I like pizza and I'm going to like pizza on Tuesdays for the rest of my life. Well, at five years old, that might sound dope. But, you know, (laughs) when that kid's 15, they're like, I'm going carb free, dude. I don't like this pizza shit no more. Not 15, but you know what I'm saying? Right. right. Where it's like things that impact the long term of someone's life. I just, it's a very, uh, I think we're kind of coming at it at a very aggressive stance and we need to maybe take a step back. Not that you shouldn't have a conversation about it. Yeah. But like when you're, you know, you're now all of a sudden there's bills attached to this, that there's some legitimacy that might get pushed. Right. You know, and if we adopt that stuff, it makes me concerned for the children of our future. Just let them, let the kids kids be kids. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I have a real freaking big question on, which I only knew this was still happening as of yesterday to talk to my parents. Why the fuck do we still have a fence around the Capitol? Why is there barbed wire and fence still up over there? That's like that's. A, I'm just trying to figure trying that to out. Go conspiracy, or we're just going to go I, general I don't questions. Know. I mean, Frank, are you a conspiracy guy? I know you are because I, <laughs> I know you I have are. I have question, yeah. Frank. I, I have questions. I read between the lines, so it's, I don't think it's conspiracy. It's like, hey, I see what's going on here. You know, I yeah, I don't. For being the most voted for president in the world, or yeah. in the U.S., why the hell do you got to have freaking yeah, barbed wire fence up around the cabin. What's going on, man? I mean, there's a couple. I mean, well, okay, so like the early end of March, if you've like, if anyone's listening, followed the the kind of I don't want to say crazy conspiracy, but like it was a conspiracy theory for the whole QAnon group moving forward right. and um, talking about how. They're basically going to arrest everybody, and somehow Trump was going to be elected, but not like the regular election. There was like a specific one where there's only been 19 presidents that were elected this way, Um, and that was supposed to be on March 4th or 5th. It was like one of those two days. So to me, when I saw the extension of the Capitol, I'm like, well, now they're they're paying attention to this. Because, I mean, everyone's heard the QAnon group now. Oh, You know what I mean? So now whether... now I. I've looked into it, watched it. I'm not saying like I'm a Q believer, but like I'd read a lot of the stuff and it was just kind of like they're kind of playmaking like what was going to happen during the election. Things are rigged and yada, 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 moving forward. Um, So it was an interesting concept, interesting theory. There was a lot of questions to be asked during the election process. So to me, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I wasn't like a huge follower of it to where I was like, oh, you got to show up on the Capitol this day, like all that shit, you know, that went down on that day. Um you know, anyway, I don't even know where I was going with this. Sorry. It sounded great. Sorry. No, but like, but all, <laughs> all I'm getting at is that, like, is that to me, what that did was maybe there's people in the higher up now that like dismissed that group a little bit. Mm. Like, as far as like there being like a following of people that, like, you know, at the end of the day, like didn't want Biden to win. Right. You know, and not, you know, now I think it's gotten to the point where they misconstrue it, like, as they're thinking, like, oh, these people that follow this are terrorists. 
I've heard that term being like thrown out there a lot. I'm like, whoa, oh. whoa. Like this year has been fucking nuts. Right. You know, and I was like, if you want to label domestic terrorists, there's a handful of examples that you can say that there's a lot of groups that may or may not be called that. You know, so it's like, you know, now it's fun. it's interesting that, that that's kind of the focal point. But yeah. I think that that's why there's been a lot more presence of like military there uh, around the capital. I mean, it makes more sense. You know, I just I think it's kind of like, well, if, why? Like, there's, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It just seems fishy to me. Yep. After all the shit we saw all year long, like legitimate domestic terrorism, and then they have one event at the Capitol that they think they can pin on Trump and all of a sudden because they control the media, it seems like, yeah, it's like, Oh, the terrorists, the terrorists, what they call it? Insurrection. It's an insurrection. Yeah. It's like a million dollar word for two weeks. Yeah. It's like, it's like when your chiefs learn a new (laughs) buzzword. (laughs) Quantify. (laughs) Then that's all you hear. Quantify. Quantify. Yeah. (laughs) They usually misuse it. Sorry. That's awesome. They are true. <laughs> it's so true, though. It's so true. Oh, I oh, love man. it, dude. Yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, I just feel like the media really pushes what they want people to burn into their image. And sometimes you talk to people and they eat it, you know, up and they repeat it verbatim, almost like a flashcard. And it's very frustrating, you know. I, I deleted. I've said this before, I think, on the podcast, but I deleted all the news apps off my phone. I just yep. got kind of over. I quit watching TV. I'm over it. Don't watch it anymore. Don't watch yeah. the news. That's why I didn't know. It's bullshit. That's, yeah, that's why I didn't know the fence or whatever was still up. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I don't yeah, know if I it's, know that. It's crazy. I mean, there are, you know, I, I, actually, uh, interesting. I hung out with a buddy whose fiance's family is from, uh, they're from like England. And they were saying like how like the news media is over there, like in Europe, like everyone's talking right now about like how unhealthy Biden is. And like, you know, it's funny. Oh, so like, shit. I'm sure like here, you know, unless you, I'm sh- like, I'm, there's a couple of Fox correspondents that are still kind of hard on, you know, Biden. But, you know, if you watch any other publications, whether it's local news or, you know, you don't, you don't hear that. Like they don't like question is, right. but then if you look on Instagram, there's a ton of memes where like he's doing pressers and he can't remember what he's talking yeah, about. Or he, cards out. Yeah. And he's, and he sounds like a, kind of like a senile grandfather. Like the calls we run. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Where, if that were the case, you would take them to the hospital. Right. Yeah, like, like they can't make the CIA. What's going on here? Yeah. You're like, it's okay. It's hey, okay. No, you'll be good. You know, and it's, uh, but what was interesting was getting that perspective of like overseas. You, know, you so have to leave the country. You have to watch news overseas to get the, the real shit because they just give it to you. Like, hey, here's the news and they broadcast it. Here it's, it's so choked up and changed. And yeah, it's, it's awful. I can't watch it anymore. But, um, you know, really bothered me in Southern California here is is when they started really pushing the race thing and the race that and the 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 white male and you know they took a class you know of uh, people and started reverse racism them and I'm thinking shit here in Southern California we didn't look at that we didn't look at that at, at people be based on their skin color their race whether Asian or black or Mexican because we have everything here so we weren't oh. raised like that oh. And so to have that pinned on so many people, it's like, well, you know what? That's that's pretty shitty, you know, because there's a lot of people don't didn't even think like that, you know. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And, and now all of a sudden, it's like, well, I didn't. It didn't bother me until you're telling me. It definitely um, a very large uh, kind of like a polarization of a transition in the last ten years. You think. You know, it's like, and I'm not saying like, dude, there's, um, there's examples that can fit the argument or against it everywhere, 
you know, and uh, culturally, obviously, we came from a situation that none of us here have had control over. And I don't think that it's wrong to to uh, appreciate how far we've come and to recognize uh, individuals and, you know, like civil rights movement stuff and things like that. I think the the problem with most, you know, and I say like is like a, you know, like there's a lot of things out there that says like just because you're like a white guy, you know, that you're inherently a certain way. And that's really tough to, to hear that when you're like, dude, you know, like I look at everybody the same and like, you know, now you're like, Oh, that's impossible. You can't physically do that. I was like, why isn't that impossible? Yeah. You know? And like, why would I sit here and say that? Like, I look at someone, I really feel that they're like less than me. Now look, there's pieces of shit people across the board. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. you can just not like someone who's like, dude, they're either an asshole or they're whatever, yeah. you know, fill in the or blank. They're yeah. Or they're not. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, that's, that's the thing is that it's like, well, if you keep telling someone you're a certain thing at a certain point, it's like, okay, well, are people really believing that? You know, it's like, well, dude, if you're, if you're racist, then you're a piece of shit straight up. I mean, that's just, you're a dick. You know, and no one should like you because you're a dick. Yeah, right. But it doesn't mean, you know, like it's like well, if I'm standing next to that guy and we look the same, now all of a sudden I'm yeah, in that yeah, group. That you're like, well, okay, well, that's that's tough. That's a tough pill to swallow. You're like, okay, hold on. Let's let's take a step back here. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, it's just a good. Right now, like, uh, you know, I would say this is like a very crazy time. You know, there's just so, so many things across the board. And like, I hope, I hope that we as a society can kind of come together and realize like, hey, look. Like, we don't need to be canceling all this Dr. Seuss shit, you know? <laughs> we don't need to be doing this. We don't need to be doing that. Hey, you know what? That sounded good. Let's let's move forward. Let's take a look at that venture, you know? It's like, hey, maybe we don't need to get rid of all coal and fossil fuels and all this shit, but let's still look at green energy because we can do both. Fucking Why can't we do both? Bro. It's nuts. How much of a, di- yeah. how much of a disaster Sorry, was Texas? Yeah, that was... That, that, was, <laughs> that was nuts. Texas, you know, it's like like what I saw one meme was like running out of uh, energy in Texas is like starving to death in a supermarket. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? That's that's good. That's good that's, right there. I like that. I mean, I don't know. We talked about it before the podcast, but I mean, what a disaster! What did you not think Un- that through? Unnecessary. And then disaster. you see the helicopters dumping all that whatever is they're putting on there to yeah unfreeze everything which has probably has All more chemicals fuels. oh yeah yeah i'm like oh how ironic is that it's like when these people with these little electric cars <laughs> don't plan their trip <laughs> and a, a dodge ram pulls up towing a trader with a diesel and i'll take care yeah, of you. Ch- charges it up and charges the money it's like yeah there you go yeah it's it's nuts uh, it's ex- you know what it's it's weird times but for some reason i'm excited because i just like every day i wake up it's like geez what next what's something new like, i'm part yeah. of something it's almost like work right <laughs> something yeah, new every it's day like, it's like all right let's bring it let's see yeah what, what, what like, are we it, it can't get any weirder and <laughs> I, I know i mean I, you know i mean i don't want to say like it, i but. say the big thing for me is like you know if your family's intact and everything you know then you know if you get a good foundation and you know got a roof over your head and a good job and it's like to just sit back and just enjoy the ride, man. Yeah, enjoy the ride. I just do short. I said all the time, man. Just freaking yep. do your best to enjoy it. It's here and gone. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so when speaking, um speaking of that, wait. yeah, pop that thing open. God, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> Shake and bake. <laughs> uh, when did you start getting involved with the fire service? Like, what kind of led you to that? Because you've been you're you're oh, dare I say, um, respectfully, you're you're getting close to the end of your career, right? I'm uh I'm at the end of my career. I could leave 
you know, like what, what we say in the fire service, three bad shifts. I get three bad shifts in a row, and I'm a, I'm out of here. Gotcha. Um, but uh, I'm the exception to the rule with with the fire service. I I worked in aerospace. I worked in uh, in the black world at Rockwell, and um, had a clearance and just worked proposal work and stuff in Seal Beach. And at the same time, I was what they had at the time was a paid call fire program. And I used to be an EMT ambulance driver. It's where I met my wife and stuff back in the late 80s. But um, I worked at McDonnell Douglas, and then I worked at Rockwell, and then I ended up on a couple programs. And uh, when I was home in Seal Beach at the time, I was a paid call firefighter. So somewhere after a couple years of doing that, I took a, they had a test for Orange County Fire Department at the time. Gotcha. It wasn't, it was before the change. And uh, so... Uh, I had I had taken a test and uh, passed and did very well and sat on the list for several years while they went through bankruptcy. So they um, they uh, filed for bankruptcy and the this department I speak of separated themselves and changed name and uh, and started their own uh, gig. Fire, fire service, their own gig. <laughs> I was like, what's service yeah. provider? So, like, so that when, when, when things were back up and running, I they <laughs> they circled back to the list and and hired a bunch of us, and that's how I got hired. But but I was the exception because I wasn't out doing a bunch of fire tests, and I know a lot of people were, and it's not bragging. I just happened to take it very serious the one time I tested, right? And um and I did well. And at the time they offered me the job, you know, it wasn't like the best paying, but I was you know at the beginning of starting a family, and I was looking at the time off, you know. 10 days a month, 24 hours. There's more hours, but it was less days. And so I took it, took the job, and uh, just never looked back. It's Damn, what a smart move. And I almost walked away, I almost turned my back on it, you know, for to stay in the my old job. God, good thing you right there. Where great you had the great horse. career, ups and downs, tons of people. Wow. You know, made a lot of, you know, had a lot of good times, good calls, um, had some bad calls. But, you know, I think I, I, th- I feel like I made a difference, you know, in, in a little way with the crews I had. I was very lucky. I always had like these perfect crews, like crews that are like textbook. Yeah. And uh, with just a few bad apples along the way. But for the most part, epic. Yeah, epic assignments, and uh, so it's been a good career. I, I just, it's a, it's truly a blessing, you know, what I've had and seen, and everything just seemed like it just fell into place for me, you know. So yeah, what year did well, you get hired? I started '93 as a paid call, and then you know, some years later, I got the full time offer. So I think I went full time in '99 or 2000, and um, and what people don't know is I worked both jobs when I got off work from. The fire service. I was actually going to. <laughs> I was going to work still at Boeing at the time. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah, because they bought Rockwell, so I was still. You can't just quit certain jobs. You know, you can't just up and resign without yeah people in suits showing up to your door because because your clearances and stuff. You know, yeah, so you have yeah. to ease out of that. And um, yeah, because you have a lot of security clearance and stuff with that, right? So it's not like you can just be like peace. Yeah, <laughs> like, so yeah, you yeah, can't peace out. Yeah, yeah. yeah like wait, yeah, that was like, hey, they need to understand. Like, you're, where are you going? And you get the real men in black at your front door. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> no, it was it was nothing, nothing crazy. That you know, it was very interesting work. I love space. I love space programs. I love engineering of all types um uh you might have touched on this i stepped out to tangle yeah i popped the seal let's go <laughs> and, baby. Uh, no but it, you uh when you're working for the aerospace programs what 
what were you doing? Uh, or can you talk about that? Or is that, um, sorry. Sure. I could be vague. Um, back, alien ships. back in my ambulance days. <laughs> Seriously. What, what do you know about aliens? Can you, is that part? Oh, you want to get right to the aliens? Uh, no, no, no. But if you got some shit, dude. No, yeah. Go, talk about your first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's we'll the get question. There. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. All right. So Stop. Yes. I was, I was, bu- I was building the C-17 bucking rivets with an avian. No, no shit. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> No, I started on the C seventeen. I got all sucked in. I was like, "What?" But yeah, he's a fucking little green guy. That's weird. I love it. He's good, good builder. He's a good dude. Just yeah, crashing it. Cool. <laughs> Drink beer. Top um, ranks up. Yeah, I saw two, three fingers. What? <laughs> no, no. I started. Uh, I started uh, in Long Beach. I, I, I went to the C seventeen. It was a brand new. There wasn't even jigs for the plane. It was just. Couple people bucking rivets at these little tables, you know. And then I went to MD 11, then left there, ended up at Rockwell and Seal Beach. Then Boeing bought Rockwell, then they bought McDonnell Douglas. So I was a Boeing guy. At the same time, I was doing the paid call thing. Somewhere in there, I got hired. And so that was that. So um, as far as my, my programs, as far as uh, the work I did, nothing crazy, nothing I could talk about. I was going to say, it's okay. <laughs> computer <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I was computer. like, oh, that's just, nah, was like, juicy yeah. shit, dude. Yeah, I was like, I really would like to hear, but I get it. Yeah. Like, no, but anyway, so the career towards the the fire service. So when you got hired, was, that, was that when they were changing from the horse-drawn uh, steamer to yeah. steamer? It I'm was. Kidding, I'm fucking with you. Yeah. It was, <laughs> oh, my God. It, it was, I thought you were asking a real question. I was, was like, right, that was right. a dick question to ask. Just after fire, right before the wheel. <laughs> so somewhere back there. When I went to school, they didn't have history. Oh damn, son, you are the history. Let's go, baby. Shit, let's do it. What? Um, as far as um, since you worked for Boeing, what is your stance now on all this UFO stuff being released? Sorry, you're good. You're good. What's my stance? Yeah, like are, are you specific? Well, because you know all these UFO um, documents are being declassified. Some pretty good um, documentaries that have come out. What are your thoughts on this stuff? I'm not saying aliens. I'm just saying UFO. What do you, you're saying asking if I believe that yeah. there's other stuff? What are your, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I think we're, I think Earth is, <laughs> personally? Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. I think we're like a freaking science project compared to what's out there. Ooh, I love this. I like this theory. I. It's just me. I just think that we're dumbed down and... Here's my thought, okay? I thought about this today because I was going to bring this up to you. I was thinking, what if Earth, what if we're like the supermarket for the aliens? Because all the time, you're seeing these pictures of them coming out of the water. I've seen a lot. I saw. I read a few articles say a lot of these, in the 70s, there was this um, submarine that took a bunch of pictures. It was like near Iceland or something. And mm. you see them over the water, out of the water. Antarctica. Yeah, Commander Fravor. He got that one over the ocean. And I'm thinking... What if they're just trying to get water? Because there's really no water anywhere else. And they're just coming down, stocking up, doing their we're thing. A resource kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, we're, we're, they come here because we're a resource. Like some people had jugs on their head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to get them. Yeah. How's <laughs> my I alien voice? I don't I'm, like, know. <laughs> it's, I'm like, is it obvious or is it just me? But they're kind of over water a lot. So, you know, I don't know. I think they hide the water. That's true. We haven't explored the ocean. see, because that's the one place we don't... Well, haven't we? we've explored about. space more than we have our own ocean, correct? I've yeah. heard that many times. Yeah. Uh, according to Nat Geo. Mm. 
<laughs> National Geographic yeah. says Channel two. We've only explored like twenty percent of our ocean. Like there's a lot of twenty percent. That's it. Okay, it's probably like forty, but it's less than half, and that means there's a shit ton of other things. Which, if there's aliens underneath the ocean floor, or on the ocean floor, then maybe I don't know. Did you guys ever see Gilligan's Island? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't a- fix a boat. Had a hole in it. Right, skipper, my ass. They go pedaling by in a car made of coconuts. Yeah, I think they got off the island. I think they like being there. Yeah. So you think we're more of uh, an experiment? I feel like you. I listen listen to audio books. I'm just regurgitating what I've heard. What you've read? Yeah, I got you. So like the Earth is a planet. It was pushed out into a, a later orbit. It was a water planet, and the reason that. Land shows is because it, they had to spin it up, and it's a it's basically it's one of the it's just a great story. No, I, <laughs> I'm gonna I go it, there. Well, I I'm like I like the there. I like I the to concept the uh, like the experiment theory because you can I think that you could make the argue like okay so like every technological advance through since we've been here. Right, like, what if that was just gifted by the aliens? It is, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah well, that's what. Like before the microwave, no one can comprehend the microwave, and then all of a sudden we're like, hey, we figured this shit out. And that's like what, really, like just regular people, just out of the blue, right? Yeah, you know, I smart mean, glass, exactly. fiber optics, smart, you know, uh, microwave. It's a bit, that's a great thing. So the military had that, and then they started marketing it for home, but it's also one of our fiercest space weapons. It's a microwave, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So focus microwave. You can boil water in a minute. Right. So you can burn a building down or, you know, take out a group of people with some microwaves. Can you keep you the know. mic closer? Thank I you. Think, I think that uh I think that, that makes more sense as far as like why the interaction is limited and you know, the, the things will happen, right? Or, you know, people might get pictures or well not pictures. We have like actual evidence of UFOs at least, you yes. know. And that that would make sense where they're like, hey, let's try this shit out real quick. Let's see what they do. You know, I mean, I don't know. What about crop circles? What do you uh, think of that? What about them? I don't. Okay. You think do you think that's them up there just going, hey, we need to zero in our thing and go. Shh. I'll say this: if it's done by people, they're very particular with how they're able well, to I do saw, it. It's I, perfect. I, I did see a video <laughs> where these guys were making the crop circles, so I was kind of like. Ah, I'm 50-50 on it. I saw a picture with a guy with foil saying, oh, it's a weather balloon. God so, damn it, you're so right. Yep. That store, I, uh, <laughs> it's in the phenomenon too. Yeah. With the weather balloon? Yeah, oh, Roswell. Oh, right? Uh, the Roswell, was. They, they say this was two aircraft, and the second that crashed was looking for the first, and it was shot down, the first one. And it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's fascinating. I mean. I it know. is fascinating. Well, yeah, it's, it's yeah, nice yeah, to like think that. about sometimes there's something out there bigger than us. You know, just we're just we. <laughs> what about all the just the, testing uh, the wind, man? All the vehicle, <laughs> all the vehicles they uh that were just filmed in uh, Las Vegas. Did you guys see that? I did last see week. That. I saw that there and there was there's actually um, it's a legit video um over Texas. And you see this big round thing with a bunch of lights under it, and there's multiple shots of it. Multiple people. What? Oh my! Uh, I didn't see fuck? that. Nevada, just like a week ago, everybody, everybody filmed it. Like, what? What? What is all this? But it was in know, Nevada. They're just, they're just hanging there in formation. I think a lot of it's our new technology that we're just playing with. Yeah, that's my thought. Some of it. Yeah, because their shit's so fast. Like a lot of times, it's like the stuff that you really see is like somebody does does a burst and only one of them has a. Whoosh, 
Right. So it's, it's moving like, that yeah, quick. Like it could be all around us. We just can't see it. Well, now it was like going back to just the, uh, those, those, uh, like the videos that were cut that the, was the Pentagon released or whatever, right. like the whole Tic Tac thing. Yeah. Yeah. How just the, it just defies physics. Like mm-hmm. things can't stop and then move in the other direction with that velocity. You know, the technology that we have isn't there yet. You know, or I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. But I'm saying, like, at the end of the day, dude, like, we're just a small little floating rock in an infinite, yeah. infinite. We're on a uh, speck of dirt flying through the universe. Dude, right? We're just <laughs> holding on. Just yeah. trying to figure it out as we go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to think that there's a, some other, you know, shit out there. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I think we're so elementary compared to what's out there, you know. And yeah. as far as the technology and stuff, we're still burning fossil fuel and trying to haul ass and do hyperspeed and supersonic and subsonic. And it's like, no, nah, there's fucking people just playing with, you know, the it's electromagnetic like and it's plasma. like alien kid shit. Yeah. For them, you know, in, in that realm, you ever try to flip a magnet over and push it together and it goes. Yeah. That's one of the. It's basically what they're doing, right? Yeah. That's how they're. they're it's a magnetic stuff. Well, that that one, the other. I'm not one. smart enough to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frank's like, I don't want to get into it. I ain't talking to you guys about this shit. <laughs> Had a couple beers. I sound like a fool. No, you're yeah. good. I actually yeah. have a funny story. Do you remember? Oh, sorry. Here you go, buddy. You like reaching? Yeah. Thanks, dude. Um, Jordan, you're gonna love this. Okay. okay. This was probably two years ago, pre-pandemic, and I had no idea. No idea. On Little Style Air Base over here, there's, they have the Olympic uh, swimming pool, and it's outdoor. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to go swim over here. I can be outside. I'm going to note nobody. It's going to be cool, man. I'm going to get my laps in. And I'm going to wear my fucking Speedo because it's outside, and I'm going to tan. And I'm thinking, oh. I'm not going to know anybody. I go. Stretching, swinging my arms, dude. Got my fucking mankini on. Put my goggles on, and all I hear is, hey, Tim. What? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my first thought was, "Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I thought I was in a safe place. I look over; it's this guy. Oh, it's you. Frank <laughs> <fucking Jenny. laughs> yeah. Was yeah. that before or after in the club? <laughs> yeah. That was uh, him I think that was right in the beginning. Right? Yeah. 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 Listen, buddy, we got to talk around dude. a little bit. Yeah. That was a demerit. <laughs> yeah, I looked over and I went. I remember thinking, "No fucking way." This is a strike against him. So, <laughs> what have been hilarious is if you showed up at the next meeting boring. and like. Uh, <laughs> Like a man of fire, mankini. Well, here's how awkward I was. Like, I'm like, oh, hey. And I went to like high five and hug. He's like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They don't He's hug me. Yeah, not that. <laughs> you don't hug me in your underwear. It's a guy thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Or hug I, me in your underwear. I still tell that story, dude. I was thinking I was in a safe place, man. I could uh, fucking yeah. have these little Speedos on and fucking yeah. hate him. But is it a public pool? Like, you no. Can... Well, it is, but no one knows about it, really. Oh, yeah. okay. It's kind so of a it's kind of a... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not advertised. It is, but they don't... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Well, for the sake of this conversation, it's not open anymore. It's not open right now. For gotcha. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> no, it's a pool. It's a beat up old pool, but it still holds water. It's it's a... Uh, it's been there forever, um, but uh, we were swimming there and training, getting our laps in and shit. It's very close to me. Tim was there. You know what the the cool thing is is that the Olympic uh, female water polo team still trains there, and here's a team incredible that is. I don't even have words to describe them. They're so good. They've been unbeaten for years, like five years, and they play year-round. They don't just throw a fucking a team together on an Olympic year. Yeah. These people, they are a national team. 
This team has depth, and every layer is just as good as, you know, the first layer. Yeah. They got tons of depth. They're great players. They're very focused, and when you see them, they're so nonchalant. You wouldn't you wouldn't know when they walk on desk that this is the best in the world yeah. right here, and here it is in our backyard. That's pretty rad. Yeah, and they train. They got a shitty pool, and they go, and they make the best of it. They got, their coaching's amazing. Um, they got a coach, Adam. His guy's Dude, he sees things in in a different light, man. He yeah. he he. These girls are motivated. He does a great job. They're they're amazing, you know. And they got screwed. They were, I saw them tapering and working out, you know, working uh, you know, trying to get ready for the Olympics in 2020, mm-hmm. and then they canceled them with the COVID. And I don't know if it's going to be in 2021 or 22. Who knows? I, I haven't know. been there, you know. But they cut off the uh, the civilian side, and um, so I haven't you know seen much of them. But dude, they are tough. I, I remember being water kicked out of the pool. Right. I wasn't paying attention at the time. I was the last one. Said, but hey, you got to get out. You know, the water pool team's got to practice. And they came walking out. I'm getting out of the pool. I was like, wow, yeah. strong. I was like embarrassed wearing my mankini too. I was like, holy shit. Oh <laughs> dude. Yeah. I was like, dude, they water would destroy me in the water. Destroy me. Have you guys ever played water polo? I did. Oh, okay. In junior college. Oh, you did? So yeah. you played at a high level. Well, all right. I just pra- <laughs> well, but I'm saying like, <laughs> like uh, played football too. I was like on the sideline. I was sideline or left out. Hey, that's <laughs> sideline. Uh, sometimes that spot's the spot, baby. No, no. I had they give me a helmet. Fuck it, man. Dude, hey. no, I was a wide receiver. We had a we had a fundraising fire team back when I was a paid call firefighter, and had good coaching. Again, I just was like, fuck. I was just glad to be here. Oh. But these guys were good. We went undefeated one year. I mean, these one year we went. The team, nobody put a point on the board against our defense, but oh, wow. that, that was the Orange County Fire Team. But it was all for fun. It was all fun. No, yeah. I wasn't the much Orange County Steel Curtain, baby. No. You used to do triathlons too, though, didn't you? I did that back in the day Dude. when I was in school. When I went to college and swam and played polo, um, the weekend ten Ks became weekend triathlons and stuff. So we, uh, I had a kind of a sponsor. Um, but they paid for my races on the weekend. I just okay. go out and do it. Sick. Yeah, yeah just wear so, the shirt and fucking go hammer. And, that's legit. Yeah, I'd, I'd get my butt handed to me all week at school, and then I'd go out on the weekends, and I'd look like a hero because – Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got all the weekend warriors. You know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, the I could pod- beat them. Dude, that's legit. I was like, I feel like at the end of this podcast, like I feel less than <laughs> – like. Well, the guys, you, triathlons, it's running the life, around, dude. all that stuff. No, it's just, it's just my like, shit you know, up. Life's short, man. If you see something and and, uh, and it excites you, go get it. Just yeah. like Tim over here doing, jumping out of planes and forgetting to pull a shoot sometimes. <laughs> fucking twisting it in knots. <laughs> I saw that so video. Good. That you was know? Crazy. It's like motorcycles. I grew up on motorcycles. I rode motorcycles. I raced motocross, Grand Prix, street bikes, Harleys. It's just, but, you know, I've also lived a while. You've been around a while. You have, but you know what? With that, you've given some great advice, at least I know to me. Uh, um, and I bring it up because I respect you a lot, and you actually helped me through a really difficult time. And that being, there's one thing you said to me I always remembered. I was going through that divorce, all this shit, and I was like, fuck, I don't know what to do, and I'm dying all over the place. You're like, Tim, this too shall pass. Remember you said that? I thought, oh, shit, you're probably right. <laughs> you said five years from now, I won't even be anything. Fuck out, dude. Then what are we two years, three years later? Life's yeah. great, baby. Yeah. I was like, this motherfucker was right. 
I, mean, yeah, I don't know much, but. but you know, but like sometimes just things like that, you know, it helps people out. So no, much, no, I spent know. some time with Tim, you know, in the beginning. We just, remember that time you came over and hung out. Oh yeah, we yeah, did I got my front times. yard. I built this fucking palm trees. I got a fire pit, and so I could tell that he 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 was, you know, he's everybody's been there, you know. Yeah, and um, I think that's a, those are good. To, I, I look time. back on that. I appreciate those times, man. Yeah. Seriously, they were really good. We just I, dare I say it was funny. Hey, come over for one beer. It's never one beer, baby. It's never how that works. <laughs> like this. Yeah, a couple twelve packs later, in four hours, you're like, "Holy like, shit!" All right, but you feel better. But it was like it was like uh, like therapy. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Like dude. that's, I don't know. That's uh, it's kind of like when you're in the position, you know, if someone's younger than you, not younger, but let's just to say like experience wise, right? Like you know, you've you've seen things or you've seen different ways people handle things, like what's good, bad. Maybe it was yourself or not. It's kind of like a, like life pay it forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And like those moments are huge because I feel like a lot of people can reflect on that, you know, and not, not I wouldn't say a lot of people, but like a select of a lot, you know what I mean? Like it's not like as common, like that, just like in what you're, you're sharing with a little bit of advice, you know, that could be life changing, you know, these to people, not these people, but like people in that scenario at the time, you yeah. know, yeah. and I feel like there's a lot of th- like, you know, like I have a handful of, you know, memories or going through stuff and that's all it takes dude someone oh, yeah. you, someone you, you trust or you look up to or whatever the case is and they could drop some knowledge on you and you're just like huh, i didn't i didn't look at it from that angle like no shit <laughs> yeah. like this yeah. too will pass you're like yeah. you're fucking right it will <laughs> you know and it you're might like, take it that easy and it might take 12 beers and some fucking bullshit but right. you know once you get to that point you know it's just a perspective of how you can you know move on from whatever you're experiencing yeah that's yeah, you should probably write a book, dude. Like a book of quotes, motivational quotes. <laughs> yeah, the front of you, a course can, dude. <laughs> Whatever. You said my therapy, no, dude. No. That could be your book. I want 5%, oh. which we'll donate. Yeah, <laughs> we'll donate. Men of yeah. fire. We'll donate. Dude. Ever tell you the time that we rode to Coors Company? We're in cutting through Chicago, or Chicago, oh, Chicago to Colorado. We're in Golden, Colorado. We went down there like, hey, can we fucking get in? We keep your lights on we spend too much money with you guys yeah and they went check uh, no <laughs> we just <laughs> wanted to we just wanted no. eight, told us no so if you know anyone at eight See, I thought Coors, this was gonna be great i'm like oh sweet like, fuck went. we thought we we're going in i was they thought they, I thought they knew like okay. how much beer if i could shut you guys i love it dude. definitely I wasn't thinking the story it. was going that direction yeah, I, know. I was, was like what like, you hung oh. out with the owner of Coors? yeah you thought i was partying hanging with adolf on my harley he sat on my harley nope they wouldn't even let us in the gate so yeah, awesome. told us yeah, yeah fucking pound sand, boys. Yeah, get fucking here. beat it. Yeah, go like back, Michael Jackson. <laughs> go back where he came from. <laughs> that was a that was a rejection where we just had these oh, dumb looks on our face. Shit. But no, it was good. It was good. We we're just passing through. But it was a long shot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, dude. I still fucking tried, bro. Hey, yeah. Coors, if you're listening, we want a man of fire can. Yeah, yeah, series edition. Sponsor us. Yeah. Bad Shout out, please. Yeah, you did one for the Raiders. Shit. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> a reach. It's a reach. It's like a butt. Oh, my God. <sighs> the Raiders. So I'm assuming they're not your team. No. Football fan or no? Yes. Yeah, who's your team? You know what's weird? Well, Rams, because I started with Roman Gabriel back in the day. Then they left. And, yeah, you know, you hope they do well. But I, fi- I found with Brady leaving the Patriots – 
that I was a Brady Gronk fan more than the Patriots. Yes. Yeah. What a duo, though, right? The man crush. What a fucking yeah, duo. Yeah, these guys just like, you know, I started watching the Buccaneers, who I didn't know they were a team last year. You know, like, who, who are these guys? You know, Winston tried, but nothing. And uh, they went over, just took it over, like, hey. It was uh, the most. It was crazy. It was probably the most, like, dramatic flip i mean they were they were okay last year winston's good but he's winston throws i mean like he's like throwing down the football route i was like winston's actually solid as far as production numbers go but game time when shit's on the line or if you're down dude this guy this guy's not afraid to air it out which i love that in quarterbacks but he would throw a pick like in the most crucial moment of every game (laughs) That I would watch, and I'm I'm a football nut, so like I okay. love I love that shit, and I the Bears are my team, unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, I said unfortunately, go Bears, baby. Sign Wilson. <laughs> anyway. No, yeah, but no. uh, but in, yeah. in college, Winston was on, he was the best, but then you step him up into the big leagues, and he just, you know, he he wanted that. It felt like he always wanted these highlight moments, and it's like fuck, dude, just just chilling. I mean, if you, he was like, fit, like he was like fifty percent, probably. I mean, I think and, that's and fair, he's, be, and he's better than that. He's better than that. He has he the it in. right. The tools are there. Uh, physically gifted, yep, can yep. you know throw laser beams or lofty? Like he's got, he's a very dynamic player and can move. And especially when he first got in the league, he could still move out of the pocket. Big guy, you know. It was like his. It was. It was like when the it, you know if they're down, they'd march back. You know, and then they would. You're like, oh my god, they're gonna come they're back almost and win the there. Game. Then they fuck it. But then you throw a pick. He'd like he'd like force plays a lot that were unnecessary. At least as a as a as a viewer, you know, if like I was a guy, I'd be like, dude, you can't fuck. He's trying to do yeah, a triple Mahomes coverage. Well, right? Yeah, Mahomes is ridiculous. Well, he's the he's the caveat to the to the or not the caveat the. Uh, oh my god, what word he, am I trying he, to find there? I like, feel like he's. He can do what everybody else is trying to do. Like the dude, wild, okay, right? was it Super Bowl, right? The dude, did you yeah. see that that play where he dove? Yes. And as he's diving, he threw the ball. Still, that was a still hit the guy in the. That neck. was <laughs> that was that was a thirty yard pass too, like in the oh, air. See, I didn't know that. So it wasn't like a diving, like a ten yard, like you kind of flop out a pass. He hucked like, it. He hucked the fucking ball and hit the guy in the chest who dropped it. <laughs> You hit him in the chest. And no receivers. I, you know that? Can you imagine being that guy? Dude, <laughs> like, yeah, what fucking job, bro? Dude, right? I mean, like, that that uh, that Super Bowl, in my opinion, was unfortunate because I thought it was going to be a shootout to the end. Um, obviously, Tampa controlled the game. And for some reason, Kansas City just kind of muffed it a little bit. I mean, they I, it's probably been two years since they haven't scored a touchdown in a game. Yeah. And they were only got field goals. I mean, Tampa Bay looked great. Their defense was cracking. You know, uh, Brady was doing his thing. And, you know, it's like you know both teams are going to put up points. But, like, you, I would say Kansas City was the powerhouse offense of the entire season. This I year. totally agree. And, you know, I mean, like, to no, to no blame on himself, Patrick Mahomes – I mean, he hit guys in the chest. There was like four or five drops. that were very big plays that were like that should never happen all season. And it's like you wait, you know, the Super Bowl, and you're like, fucking. Can you imagine being that being Patrick Mahomes, right, dude? You're you're scrambling, you're hustling, you're diving. I mean, this dude's giving 110 percent. Oh yeah, throwing a ball, and you hit the guy in the chest as you dove to throw the ball. And he drops it, dude. (laughs) I mean, like, and what's crazy is that you never see him. 
like in a player's face for, I mean, like every, every quarterback, you know, yeah. kind of has like a, a little bit of demeanor or rapport with their players. And if they, they muff one like that, you know, you see him maybe get in their face, like, come on, you know, try to like rally him up. You never see Patrick Mahomes do that shit. No. He's just like, it's like a guy walks out there and he's like, I know I'm good. Like, great. Right. You know what I mean? And you're like, I'm going to do my thing, you know? And, uh, I, you, how do you not like him? I mean, I'm not saying he's worth half a billion dollars, but, I would say he's well, he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen, and he's still so new. You know, it's like where he could be the best goat. Well, the next goat, absolutely. He's I got mean, a ways to go, but he could well, be when there. He, when he threw that pass, I was like, okay, man, kind of get why you get paid all that money, dude. I yeah. see, I see it. I just went home and started practicing that throw. Oh, it was just so, diving, throwing. It was so gangster. It. it was so good. <laughs> I just do the guy who dropped the pass. Like, what? He had to feel like such a pos at that time. Did you guys see the breakdown of Brady's 20-year career? They put it in 10-year increments, and in each category, each of the 10 years, he was the best in all the categories. And the only time he broke records was breaking his own record. Wow. For the old. Like he was, so that's what they're saying. Yeah, it's funny. He's the he, GOAT right now. Yeah, he he's the GOAT. Oh, he's the GOAT. Nobody's yeah, good. He'll, he'll go for a long time. But by a lot. Like, he's, he's, he's way out in front. Uh, I mean, you know, most Super Bowl wins, you know. And the biggest thing was he went – to another team, like a whole new team, whole new system, new coaching, new offensive, you know, kind of uh, approach to how they operate the game. And like, I hate the Patriots. Like, <laughs> I hate them because they're always good. Because there's like an expectation that they're going to win, which means you know you're good. Mm. But like, they're a fun team to root against. So I shouldn't say I hate them, but I definitely am always like, damn, we're playing the Patriots, you know. And, uh, but for him to leave that system and go to a new team and like, I mean, the whole season, they were really good. You know, they were never like, you know, like lost a couple in a row. It was like, they literally, you know, a couple of mistakes here and there. They lost the bears, by the way, shout out boys. But, um, you know, it, it's, he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he yeah. went to those a whole are, new team and won. Yeah, those are just growing pains. You know, like when they would lose and the mistakes made, it's like, ah, oh, you know, we didn't get a preseason, you know, with the COVID thing, shut yeah. them down, the new team, and to come back from that. Just like the year <laughs> they, they, they suspended him for. Dude. Kronk's a, that guy's. He's so wild. He's dude. like, the, <laughs> he's a party. He's like P. Footy. That's the same P. Footy. He's the most like. <laughs> It's so he, true. He's like what the movies stereotype as like your classic football jock. Yeah. I mean like the most quintessential like hey, football, baby. Well, did yeah. you see you his know, uh, like, that's what he's yelling every day. Did you, you see know? his high school quote? They showed it in like a, it was like I think it was high school or college. It's like things like things you like to do for fun. He was he was in his football uniform. It said play football and chicks. <laughs> What a fucking but, savage! But dude. imagine, like, normally in that scenario in the real world, like that person technically doesn't exist. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, he's a homeless. Yeah, like, like, you know, like exactly. he's like he's like he's basically Uncle Rico, right? Could have went to state because he was that good, whatever, right? Check but like, tape, baby, check but this, tape. but this, yeah, right. But this dude <laughs> makes it in the NFL and just crushes for years. I mean, like, he's literally he's obviously he's a on the beast monster. Yeah, he's I mean, beast. Those years when they were in the Patriots, when it was him and uh, Alex Hernandez, who's gone, by the way. Mm. If you ever see those documentaries, they're pretty crazy. Pretty dark. Yeah. But uh, but those years, I mean, like, so dominant. Alex Hernandez? Is it Alex Hernandez? No. Did I say Alex the Hernandez? The killer guy? 
Yeah. That accidentally killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Aaron Hernandez. Aaron. Aaron. Alex. Hey, if there's any Alex yeah, Hernandez. Us all off. Alex. Out there. Oh, with code name. I am so sorry. Yeah, I was like, quirk, quirk. Was we were Hernandez. all kind of like, like, what'd he do? Is it Alex? <laughs> no, Aaron Hernandez. Immediately discredited that dude myself was, what I was saying. That dude was legit. <laughs> he was a player, too, but he, on the side, he had a dark side, obviously. Fuck. Demons. He's a gangster, man. Demons. Demons. One's a gangster, one's a player, you know? Yeah. That's a. I'd rather be the player, doc- dude. Did you see that documentary? <laughs> oh yeah, bro. Pretty, pretty intense. Dare I say uh, it's almost like he was kind of set up to be kind of a little different. I just think some people that you know when they come from the hood or they come from a bad environment or a divorce or just a shitty upbringing, whether it's foster or whatever, and they make it. There's so many people that get that money. It's like, well, they're still that same person. They're still struggling. Yeah. You know, emotionally and yeah. mentally, uh, it's like they're just rich, but right, they're I rich mean, as shit. Was rich, they have whatever time. they want, but they're still the same. You know, fucked up person that didn't seek therapy because they didn't want to be. Yeah. So, was, so if anyone who's listening to this hasn't watched that yet, what's it called? It's called Aaron Hernandez. Uh, it was just the, uh, I don't know, I can't remember what it's called, but watch this documentary. It is very interesting. And what was that brain? Um, is it CTE? Yes. He had that, right? Yeah. Uh, a pretty uh, s- so. severe form of it, right? It's just called Aaron Hernandez. Oh, Killer Inside. Killer Inside, Aaron Hernandez. Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Watch it. You'll like it. Maybe. <laughs> right. You might not like it, but, <laughs> but it's... Uh, I like the documentary. If you know how... G- he was this, uh, this guy was a great player. He was a hard player. He he made a difference. And um, But, yeah, he... Fucked up, yeah, yeah. I mean that, but which is even crazier because, like, if you well, spoiler alert, when you watch the documentary, there's some shenanigans afoot. When they're, you know, he's like, he's like being prosecuted for murder, you know, and he's out there playing, and like, I would be stressed the hell out. There's no way I could do anything. A hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Like. (laughs) Like, if you're like, okay, like, let's say, you know, that you didn't do it. You're tripping balls. You know, this guy, after watching that, you're going to probably think that he did do it because he was convicted of it. And, you know, it's like this guy was dealing with that shit and then going on the field and having, like, fantastic games. And it's like, you know, and I mean, if you're following football, whatever, it's like the Patriots, like they run a tight ship there, you know, it's like they kind of, they don't deal with a lot of bullshit, like with guys and players and stuff. And this guy wasn't like, you know, just a bad apple in the locker room. You know, he was like out there, like really trying to play the, he was doing the gangster shit, which is like, you know what I mean? Sometimes when you see, you know, you see players and stuff and like, they're like, oh, they're like trying to be hard or whatever. Like there's some kind of gangster. You think in the back of your head, you're like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, like vanilla, you know, it, vanilla ice. Yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this, yeah. he was like, Up on the streets, he's a construction yeah. worker. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually doing no. probably pretty well. He's got a show now. Yeah. He's like flipping million dollar homes. Oh, he's yes. flipping in oh, Florida. Dude. No, yeah. Just like you said, the guy was out. He had that he'd go to the football field, he'd bring it, and then he'd, when he'd leave, he was still he's still like gangster. Still gangster. <laughs> I see Batman, he gave up a lot of shit. Yeah. What a waste. What a waste. Absolutely. What a great player, a good dude, it seemed like if he could just shake that that side of it. Very close. Like how to select group people that he was close with, but had a daughter and you yeah. know, and like that was the whole thing too, is that uh and I never really got the answer to that, but that part of the reason why 
he was saying that he, well, not he was saying, but like the the theory is that he killed himself. Um, spoiler alert. Yeah, if you haven't paid attention to that, wake up. Yeah. But uh, basically, that like he by him doing that won't break the contract, and then his daughter would still get paid, right? Like so, like if he if that contract lapsed while he was in jail, that it might nullify the amount of money that he would get, and so his family, you know, not not his family, but his basically his daughter. But they know. didn't get paid out. That was at least so. That's what I heard too. Is that there was like some stipulation to it, like after the fact, where they were like going after the f- family, right? Because they were like trying to get the money, and it didn't sound like they got it. Which <sighs> I mean, dude, like as an organization, like be like, dude, what's f- you can say like, here's your daughter's four million dollars. What's four million dollars uh, to them? Patriots. Yeah. It's dog shit, and you can Sign say it's for charity. You know what I mean? They got to write off a certain amount of shit anyway. Man, it was a mm. sticky situation. Stuff. Yeah, it's tough. a sticky situation. Yeah. You know what, Frank, what I did want to actually talk to you about, if you're willing to, of course, but something I've noticed that if, about you that's very special that I see is the relationship you have with your son. Um, and I know a lot of I know a lot of people, I've been meaning to actually show you this, um, who are dealing with autism in many different ways, man. I mean, how how did you guys tackle that at first? That's a that's a big one, right? How do we talk about it? No, tackle it. As far as oh, when you found it. out, oh, yeah, you know, you and your wife. No, it's it, it's weird. It's not weird, but um, it seemed like I remember vividly, like we used to live in Seal Beach. You know, we were there forever, and he loved music, and we had these speaker, and he'd hold himself up when he's about one years old. Yeah, and his dancing, <laughs> he loved music, <laughs> but his moves were like you know. Well, the yeah. white, white white man moves, <laughs> no rhythm. But yeah, nothing. No, but um, I watched that and I started paying attention to things. And then it got to eighteen months and the words weren't coming out. Yeah. And um, and I told my wife, I go, I think I think something's going on here. I go, we. And she was like, ah, oh, you know, she didn't want to buy off on it. Yeah. And then it was uh, somewhere about that time. She saw a Facebook post from a cousin that posted about her dad having what's called fragile X syndrome. Okay. And then she went and looked it up. Like it runs in the family, it comes from the males and passed down to the males, not the females. And um, a lot of the signs, symptoms, and features were present with my kid. Okay. And so she started looking into it more and more and more. And then that's how we figured it out. So what he has, we, we say, Autism, I think I would say that half, you know, a lot of the autistic kids out there are probably fragile X, you know. Okay. And what that is, uh, you know, like an incomplete protein in your DNA strand. So it's uh, boys being YX and girls being XX, uh, XX the, uh, am I saying that backwards? No, I think that's right. No, that's right. Yeah. And so um, you don't know what the development uh, the delt, you know, they're, uh, you don't know if they're going to have any deficits. Gotcha. So it could be a very low repeat on okay. the test or a high repeat. And, and, and my boy's, uh, kind of at the higher end. So he'll be with us forever to say the least. He's 20 years old. He's uh the greatest kid ever full of love. You know, he's not that one that wants to, you know, sit in the corner. He's awesome. I love him to death, but he's like a big three or four year old. You okay. Know? Um, okay. And so he'll be he'll be with us forever. But so he's autistic, fragile X. Um, yeah, it's just is what it is. Well, how'd you, know? you? I mean, for you, I mean, how'd you handle that when you kind of figured that out? Uh, that that's what was just 
just kind of like it's it's different when you're a parent because you always look from the outside looking in at the neighbors or whatever and go oh how would you know what are they gonna do put them in a home or something yeah and for us we just my wife you know she's you know nurse you know we're not gonna do anything but love them to death absolutely and, and we did you know we got a doctor here Long Beach Memorial Dr. Feldman yeah he's, he's uh he's actually uh I think he's from Australia but he's a fragile X expert that he made it his passion and uh, so we got lucky. We got the the best doctor for him, and um, so we kind of just, you know, raised them. And well, I'll tell you what. From at least for me, being there, we're at your house and we're hanging out and stuff. I love the relationship you guys have, man. Yeah. Every time he comes home, because I'm always typically at your house when he's coming back from school. I believe, right? Yeah. He's always excited. Just big hug. Yep. I love it, man. Yeah, he's, I freaking love it. He's good. He's a good kid and Yeah. He's full of love. He's, you know, he still takes a minute to warm up to people, but uh but you know, he he gets he gets the best that he can get with us, you know. We're not he'll be with us forever. Yeah, I actually showed uh Jordan this, but um I don't even know, but for autism like the puzzle pieces come together. Right. Yeah, that's going to be my next tattoo. Oh, really? Yeah, I have nice. a lot of friends that have kids with autism, and they've some have processed it well, some are still dealing with it, trying to wrap right. their heads around it. And you know, but it's it's and what for me at least where my position out work, and you know there are they have um, people with autism working there, at, and some of the friendships I have with them are so awesome. Right, right. I could have a long day at work, come back, be there at five in the morning. They're always happy. Always stoked to see you. Yeah. And it's always asking about my tattoos. Stoked. What am I having for lunch? And it's almost like I've, I have this kind of special friendship now with two of these guys at work. And it really changed my view on a lot of stuff. Yeah. It, it really did. It kind of, I don't even know how to say it correctly, but it really touched me in a deep way. Right. It's like, dude, dude, these guys are awesome. Yeah. I, I'm just like, I love my friendship with these uh, yeah. two dudes. I don't want to say their name yeah, on I, here. But. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And you know what's funny is about two weeks ago, I was thinking like, shit, I used to work at Fedco. And there's times I'm back in the warehouse portion and I'm stocking the shelves and I got to go back to the warehouse and we throw the boxes in the box crusher and the kit, the guy that worked there, there's a man, yeah, but he was a special needs guy. Okay. And he worked and he was just, whenever he saw me, he just light up and he always say the same thing, you know, what do you say? What do you know? <laughs> That's so <laughs> What do you awesome. say? What do you know? That, yeah. that was his thing. And so we started doing that back and forth. And all of a sudden the other day in my head, I'm sitting there, I was out in the yard working or doing something and that guy came back to me. But you know what I mean? It's just, it's so simple, but yeah, it's like, you know, they're just humans and, you know, they got fucked in life and, you know, or maybe they didn't, you know, I don't know what it is. That's a good, right. I like it's how like you know the I mean. perspective. Yeah. So, uh, so they, they're just dudes like us and they just like, Hey, I got short circuited or, you know, I don't know what it is. I, I, you know, I'm not a doctor and I don't want to put that much thought into it cause I know it'll drive me crazy. So, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like my kid's my kid and yeah. I don't give a shit what he's what it is he's he's you know my wife and i were here till the end with him and you know he's he's our boy he's a good kid full of love he's funny could be worse you know and that's how i look at it could be a lot worse i love that man i appreciate your openness Uh, too because working with those two guys you know where i'm at now it's i i think it's pretty special yeah because there's times where i'm just dragging i'm tired i'm like i got another project or whatever is going to happen it's just they're a hundred percent happy every single time. Yeah, and then there's a few of us that they'll go to lunch with them every once in a while yeah. and hang out. And I just I love yeah. seeing them every day. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool, man. Cool. Yeah, it really is. Oh, Brian's it's like it's special. Yeah, it re- yeah, to me, it's yeah, special. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Like, that is. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad that that program is in place over there. And yeah, it's that's why I've always bad. been meaning to talk to you too about it, Frank, because when I see you with your boy and your wife, to me, it's something, yeah, it's a difficult situation. Um, but at least for me, I see the love that you and your wife give and yeah. the sacrifices you guys are making. And to for me, it's inspiring. It's encouraging. And it's it's a special thing to, to really see that. Right, right, right. We have busy lives, but, you know, sometimes we sit back and go, well, this is, you know, this is what the, you know, what the Lord gave us, you know, he gave us this, gave us that, gave me the club, gave me this, you know, all these things that we can do. And it's just, everything seems to balance out. You know, it's wild compared to like my next door neighbors who are boring. (laughs) And I look at like, look what I do. I got a Chevelle, the big block Chevy, you know, big 454 and my Harleys and dirt bikes. And we got, you know, we got everything. Like I can't complain. When I say I got everything, we got everything. We got an autistic kid, you know, fragile X kids. Right. My older son, he uh, he's uh, just turned thirty one, and uh, he's slightly affected. But okay. but you know, when you talk to him, you go, ah, he's kind of quirky. But he's working, doing things, and going to school still, and you know, he's trying to take care of business. He just awesome. you know drives, does you know? He's not like my other son that'll be affected. He won't be driving, but but he'll be with us and. And uh, you're saying your oldest does drive and like yeah, going to school. Just, and yeah. Does he live at home or is he? No, he's no. He's oh, that's awesome. He's in Long Beach. Yeah. Yeah. So he's doing his thing and and um, yeah. It's a it's weird to hand you get dealt. You know, you have to look around and you see some people. And, you know, got the guy next to you at the fire station. His kids grow up, and next thing you know they're going to USC or UCLA and. Next, you know, they're playing football for the freaking Jets. We <laughs> uh, know who you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, they go up and it's like, and they do very well. And you go, shit, yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. And you look, you can't let that get you down. It's like, mm. no, I got, this is what I'm supposed to be right here, right now with this guy. Yeah. You can't just go, okay, that guy's a, you know. Well, you play the, like you say, you play the hand you dealt, you know what I mean? It and, is, it is, know, is what it is. Everyone's journey is different and yep. you can do the best you can do for yourself and for your family. And, right. you know, That's as it. long as you can keep that in perspective and you can keep doing what you're doing, you know, like, well, everyone's it, ride, man. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Sometimes you get caught up in it, you know, like if you even dip into it, but it's like, you know, F that, you know, yeah. you know, this, what, this is what's important right here, right now. This is where I'm supposed to be and, you know, and that guy was given to me to take care of. So, yeah, 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 it's all good, but it's all good. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, we're, I mean, I see families all the time. We run calls with um, families that love their kids dearly, you know, but they're wheelchair bound or, you know, far worse. Right. And, and I just look, you know, like I get it. I get it. You know, you got it. You're busier than I am, but I get it. I get the love. But yeah. when growing up, I was like this asshole little kid growing up and thinking, you know, you see somebody, the chair and all that, and you think, why would somebody want to push, you know, pursue, yeah, deal with all that extra work, you know? It's like, but you don't, you don't know. Then, yeah. Then you mature yeah. and grow it's up. It's different, so. yeah, when you're in the middle of yeah. it, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just, it's all good. It's I'll all tell good. you what, man, I respect you a lot. Yeah, for, man. Honestly, that. no doubt. No, I really do. I mean... There's no easy time or what's like, well, when do you even tell someone to talk to them about that? But, uh, you know, people notice, man. We, we, a lot of us see that and it's very special and it's a lot of respect stepping up as a dad, as a man and loving this boy as he is and taking care of your family. I mean, like I said, dude, all the times that you helped me and I, I've, you know, I see all that stuff, dude. I'm like, fuck, this is a good dude. <laughs> uh, 
Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, that's a good dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's legit. Yeah. No, it's all good, Dan. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, we got a question for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, I don't know. We can parlay that conversation. Oh, we're going to parlay it. We'll just give him one. We'll just give him one. No, go one. ahead. All right. I, I didn't even really filter. It's a lot, a lot of cards of you got there. Uh, yeah, so this is um, ATI, Answer the Internet, Barstool Sports. Yeah, we, can run, we can run through a couple of them. I, I was trying to filter through some. <laughs> no, let's go. And like some of these were kind of silly. They get wacky. When I say kind of, I mean, they're just out there. So it wasn't us coming up with this idea. Okay, so they ask the internet, right? So they're just zany kind of questions, and we've been reading them off. So it says, uh, would you rather be falsely accused of murder or never able to stop coming? <laughs> Second part. <laughs> I mean, how crazy would that scenario be if yeah. you couldn't stop? You'd just be like, oh, <laughs> you might die of ecstasy, dude. Yeah, not a bad way to go it's out. Not a bad way to go. Not man. a bad way. Be like, what happened? Like, Bob. Well, you couldn't stop coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking shriveled up. You look like a like, fucking grape, just, like a raisin. Just die with the craziest like cockeyed smile yeah. on your face. Yeah, you imagine like, your life's not bad. Yeah. standing in front of God. So what happened? How'd you, uh, how'd you get here? You know, uh, what, you know what happened. Come on, <laughs> who are we kidding? I think, God? I think God would just like <laughs> lean forward and be like, "Let him through. Uh, let him through. Yeah. Let him don't through. don't let ask through. any questions. Let him get him in he's here. Fine. He's yeah. fine. He's fine. He's fine. Come fucking, on in. He'd be like, <laughs> he'd backdoor me. Like, okay, just go. Uh, uh, all right. So next, that's good shit. I I just lowered the standard. <laughs> I got we these people that stop. Haven't got laid never. their whole life. <laughs> Bible wait, thumpers, and then you got this guy. <laughs> hey, I love. It. I can see Frank running through the gates of heaven. Wait, wait, he's supposed to go to hell. What the? Fu- <laughs> I made it. I'm in. Made it, bitches. I made it. Slide up. Yeah. Yeah. Sliders. The gates go. <laughs> Slide <laughs> underneath. Like, like Matrix. That shit yeah, coming in. Oh, Matrix. Oh my god, I Just, love it. <laughs> uh, this is a dumb question. Next, pass Sorry. it. Pass. Yeah, pass it. Uh, I don't know how you feel about answering this one, so I'll just ask it. If you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. I'll answer for him. If All right, said, so would you have a threesome with your <coughs> girlfriend and her hot friend if you also had to have a threesome with your girlfriend and another dude? I'll answer that question. Uh, he doesn't need to answer that. You don't know that I'll answer, answer it. Yeah, I'll say the first one for, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, mean, I would do if I, I wasn't like, married. I mean, Allegedly. If I wasn't married, then that would probably be my answer as well. Yeah. Well, duh, dude. Why? Yeah, if I wasn't gay, I would do the first one. <laughs> but if you were gay, the second one yeah, probably right. works out for right. you, too. Oh. i still do the first one. Frank's wife, I love you. We love you. <laughs> All right. Here's the... Dude, what the... Fu- all right, just, I, just pass it, pass it. No, I mean, it's like, would you rather be permanently on stilts or always have to wear foam fingers? Mm. Like those, like, number one foam fingers? Ugh. I mean, life would just I got to have my hands, bro. Yeah. I got to I mean, you can get kind of wacky. I don't know. Those foam fingers way. are pretty... I'm going to get my car. I got a big truck, oh, though. Oh, shit, that's true. You'd have to have, like, oversized steering wheel. Oh, you did <laughs> get a new truck. I got you did. I forgot about that. What up, G? How's that thing feel? That's all right. Stop. Oh, my <laughs> God. What kind Fucking of sport you say, package. Can you say what kind of truck it was? Oh, no. It's a, no, I just, I we we raised the kids, so we had these big SUVs. Yeah, yeah. And then they just kind of sat parked. Barely drove them. Only one person in them, so we sold them all. And uh, shopped around, got me a big Dodge Ram. Got to use one. That's all right. Because they're so expensive but i flew out to texas by one did you get killed the it like, big oh, 2500 right 35 oh 
I got, I got 7500. What's, got, the, what's like the, 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 the package one? It's called the Dodge, like, oh my God, is it the Big Ram or something? Anyways, it looks sick. Big Horn? No, not a Big Horn. It's like the special edition. Anyway, it's like what, like the, I don't know, like as far as engine components, I have no idea what the Dodge has, but like if you'd say like the Ford Raptor, it's like the Dodge. Oh, I know what you're talking about, the off-road one? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's brand new. That's ridiculous, that one. Dude, because I was going to say, I was like, I was actually looking into them because I've never been a Dodge fan. And it's better. Than I saw that. Dude, yeah, that thing is, and it's beefy, and like they have like the. Huge it's wider, bigger, faster. They got a. I don't know what it's called. Though. They have the. I think it's it called the blowjob chair. Yeah. Whatever, when the thing folds down flush. So. Yeah. If you're still into getting domed up while you're driving. Woo! Not you, Frank. Personally, I'm just saying <laughs> in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, uh, I'm but, talking about the blower. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think yeah. it's supercharged. Supercharger. Supercharger. There's a difference. Ding. <laughs> Ding. Next question. All right. Would you rather have sex with a blind person or a deaf person? And we'll end it on that one. Oh, blind or deaf? Yeah. I'll let you answer first. I don't uh, want to say easy why. answer. Do you deaf? Blind. Blind. This can see me. She can't I, see you? <laughs> Okay, my oh, I don't know if I want to say this. God damn, you don't have it. to. I mean, this is just hypothetical. No, I, I mean, just you know, the, I'll do them both. I'll just say this. <laughs> I, you know, I I would like to hear a nice moan. That's all. You don't know. I mean, <laughs> so that would exclude the deaf person. I'm assuming not like a mute. <laughs> I mean, what if it's like, what if they're like, you know, you're super attracted to them, but then they can't see you. Maybe that could play in your favor, Perfect. too. That's, you know? that's, 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 I'm going to retract my statement. Listen here. Stevie Wonder has a kid. Come on. Oh, dude, Stevie Wonder was crushing it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know? But the only thing was is he always probably thought he was crushing tens. You never know. You never know. I'm just saying you never know. Dude. Yeah. That's Can you imagine, like, getting shit talked on by Stevie Wonder? Like, you, like, you like get set up through those person. You're like, hey, you're going to hang out with Stevie tonight. Stevie's like, yeah, man, let's fucking do this. And then he's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You'd be like, what? You got rejected by Stevie Wonder? Oh, dude. You never wouldn't live it, you wouldn't nah. live it down. You never tell your friends that shit. You never live it down, 100%. I saw him once at LAX. And Did you really? Going through a back way with his with his handlers. Sick. He's taller than I thought. He's a big oh, he's a tall dude. Oh, really? He's a big fucking dude. That's, That's so shit. crazy. I always thought, figured he was like, I don't know why. I thought there was, was a story of a rapper. And that he could kind of see. Like, he's not totally, the, totally. Okay, so I heard that. He was, they weren't arm in arm. I heard that too. That like he's blind, no doubt. Yeah, but like he's not like black, doesn't see. Blacked out. Yeah, like blacked out blind. You know, like he can kind of maybe see a little peripheral or. Oh something. yeah, I don't know. I can't remember who the story, but there is a rapper who talked about he hung out with Stevie Wonder, and Stevie told him to hop in the car and start driving. <laughs> he was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to let you do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he said he fucking like, drove. Get in. And you're like, well, fuck it, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, I, when, I mean, what are you going to do? Tell everybody he drove with Stevie Wonder, dude. That's what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? Dude. Uh, Frank, yeah. thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Um, And thanks for being so open. Really seriously appreciate yeah, no that, worries. man. I appreciate you just as a friend and someone as I look up to. Um, Club, you, everything came at the right time. Got me back on my feet, and I'm forever grateful, my man. Yeah, no. Seriously. Absolutely. Yeah, I love I love doing life with you. I love riding with you, man. Seeing you with your family, your boys, and just you and you're a good dude. Yeah, I think like you're a very inspirational person. You know, I mean, I haven't really I met you a whole lot. You know, this is the right. second time. A couple now. times, yeah. But uh, you know, I had no idea what you were. I didn't realize that you were the dude nah, involved in this. Just, uh, I'm just the dude uh, with my hand at everything. But that's the thing, right? <laughs> well, but jack of all. 
you're in a position it's a prominent one sounds like and there's a lot of guys that respect you and care about you and uh you the way you carry yourself and you know the life situations things you've gone through it's like i i find it inspirational and i think that you know you're doing it right man and uh i think you you know people can tip their hat to that it's a, it's a unique characteristic to be able to march through life and get to where you're at and you look like you're still crushing and you know going and not to mention the, what you guys are doing with the club and yeah. you know the the processes the donations and recognizing awareness other things like that like uh it's super awesome man and uh glad to get, get your story out there yeah. get to chat a little bit yeah i was a little bit worried that too much would come out but no no it was good it was good uh, you know i appreciate life i appreciate all the guys that i'm with and the club and Man, I guess I'm surrounded by the right people. It's just like I said, it's a blessing, you know. The club, the the brothers, the the, the family. I'm just, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I love it. Hell awesome. yeah, my dude. Like, hey, cheers man. to that, dude. Yeah, seriously, cheers, my dudes. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> One more time. I was like, I think I got a little bit left. This man lives off Coors Light, dude. Well, it's better than water. Lives off Coors. <laughs> Cheers, Frank. We appreciate it, man. And can you give us a let's go? All you got to do is say let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) And that's it. Thank you for listening in, everybody. I'd like to give a big shout-out to our sound engineer, Stephen Clark, who makes us all happen and makes us sound great. Thank you. And a big shout-out to our sponsor, 8-9 Barbers. Look good, feel good, be great. Two locations, Orange, California and Long Beach, California. You can book your appointment now online at 89barbers.com. That is E-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-E-B-A-R-B-E-R-S.com. 89barbers.com. Look good, feel good, be great. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.